time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Excelsior! Welcome to After the Credits, everyone, listeners. I'm your host, Sean. And with me today, uh, we got Matt Chewy. Hulk smash! (laughs) Crush it, crush it. You're always angry. That's your secret. I'm always hungry. All right. (laughs) Uh, And Ryan Davis. Aya, here I am. Oh, we're all here. And for today, today's episode of After the Credits, we're going to be talking about Marvel's WandaVision TV show. It just ended, and we're hot off the presses, so we're going to give you all all of our hot takes. And this is episode 66, so execute episode Boo. 66. Boo. <laughs> I, uh, Boo. I was thinking about making that joke in last episode, but then I was like, oh, wait, this is 65. I was thinking about thinking about making that joke this episode and went, oh, that no, that's not a good joke. <laughs> no. Well, I guess your standards are just a little higher than mine, aren't they? <laughs> also, I find it funny that uh, so so WandaVision just ended uh, yesterday, and today I had the pleasure of posting our episode on my social media of Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Um, so, you know, timely as always, here we are. (laughs) I don't know what day this episode that you're listening to is out, but, um, we just reviewed Tom and Jerry. Yeah, go listen to Tom and Jerry. If you're as bored as everybody else and are really starved for content, then we, we talked about that movie. Our episode on Tom and Jerry is about as long as the film of Tom and Jerry. I'm trying to decide, like, if, do you recommend our episode on Tom and Jerry over the film Tom and Jerry? Um, yeah, I would say over it? Yeah. yeah. Well, con- considering most of the episode is not about Tom and Jerry, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, especially it, it's fine. Recommend it if you if you turn it off when we start talking about Tom and Jerry, you'll still have listened to the majority of the episode. So yeah, what you got? What do you got to lose? Your time, I suppose. <laughs> On second thought, I don't recommend listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> but do you recommend watching Tom and Jerry? Uh. You'll have to listen to our review and find out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're just giving them a mixed messages. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, tonight, WandaVision, the first uh, MCU TV show on Disney+, Plus, finished um, yesterday. So we'll be discussing that. Before we get into the hex, though, let's go around the chunk bar. Even though we just had a chunk bar, a very lengthy one. So this one won't probably be as, you know, raging. Um but there may be some stuff we'll throw in there anyway. So, who who wants to start this chunk fire? Uh, well, I'll give it a shot since it's on topic. Um, so, one of the things I didn't mention in the last episode is that, um, so just like everybody is starved for content right now, my my mother in law uh, Kim has been starved for uh, you know content to watch and asking Maeve and I are, for our recommendations and. You know, she was looking for something, you know, like, oh, I think I want to watch a superhero movie. So I recommended Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. And she really liked them. But after Dark Knight, she's like, I I think I want to try something a little campier. And Mm. I said, well, I mean, you could, there's a lot of Marvel movies. So if you you could give the MCU a shot, but beware, there's like almost 30 of them. Um, So, uh, you know, and uh, eventually I said, if you want to give it a shot, 
just watch the first Iron Man. Just mm-hmm. watch Iron Man. Yeah. See how you feel about it. Come back to me. So she did, and she really liked it and said, I want to keep going. And I went, oh, okay, great. So this was like three weeks ago. And as of yesterday, she just finished the first Avengers movie. And um, it's been fun because I've kind of started off, I just was saying, oh, here's some things to look out for. Because, you know, um, us being nerds, we, you know, we have six months on average to speculate in between Marvel projects uh, and make theories and whatnot. But, you know, she's she's basically just shotgunning all of these. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, let me know when you, this is your next one you got to watch. Let me know when you're going to watch it. And I'm just kind of like sending notes like, hey, you know, watch out for this or remember this character, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I decided to go through them all, too. So I just finished, uh, I'm trying to stay a movie ahead of her. So I just finished Iron Man 3 uh, this morning. And it's fun because I'm just kind of, you know, they're almost, almost all of them are on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so I just have it logged in on all my devices and in between doing things, if I have, you know, time to spare here and there, I'll watch, you know, 15, 20 minutes of whatever movie I'm on. Um, so I'm kind of watching it the same pace I'm watching through WandaVision, just little chunks here and there, um, whenever I can. So, um, it's fun, uh, going back and rewatching all of these. Like I've seen a lot of these movies multiple times. Um, especially cause you know, we used to work at the movie theater when the bulk of these came out and, um, you know, we'd just go back and watch them over and over yeah. again. Um, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched them all from beginning to end in order. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of these I haven't seen since they were in theaters. So it's fun, um, seeing kind of how now that we're past the, uh, the infinity saga, it's kind of fun to see how all the pieces are going to fall, like come together now yeah. that we're at the end of it. Um, I don't think I've ever had been able, I don't think I've ever viewed this series from that perspective so far. Um, it's interesting to see like, Oh, there was a detail I never noticed here in this movie. Um, or also on the, on the flip side going, Oh, they never went back to this plot line. Like, will they ever? And sometimes it seems like, Oh, that, I guess they just don't care about that. But then on the flip side, getting into WandaVision, I didn't think I'd ever see Kat Dennings again. And you know, so I guess anything is, fair game to return so i'm kind of going through with a what did i what details that i missed the first time mentality and also mentality of what are some plot threads that they haven't um done anything with since then well yeah I was gonna so, ask you, say that, oh sorry go ahead right no i was just yeah that's exactly what i was going to ask you matt is what have you noticed that you didn't notice the first time or what plot threads got um let go or 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 maybe well, will get picked back up Right. Well, so things I didn't notice, I didn't, I, I, I probably noticed the first time around or, and probably just forgot, but just how heavily the connections in the first Captain America movie are to Thor and Asgard. There's a lot more, mm. like, yeah, connective about thread the, there. Yeah, and stuff, right? The yeah, but, the but also, rounds. like, in Thor, they, they kind of say how, like, oh, you know, the, there used to be mystical stuff on Earth, you know, humans were fighting ice giants, and, I, I'm pretty sure that the the location that they showed the Thor flashback is where the church is in Captain America, where Hydra steals the cube. So there's like uh, a little bit more, you know, and then there's an offhand line from the guy who lives there that says like the cube was once the jewel of uh, Odin's treasure room and stuff. So there's all these movies have a little bit more connective thread that I I didn't maybe it's because you don't really know what's going to be relevant until afterwards. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so now seeing everything, you know, there's a lot more little things like that. Um, but then, you know, some of the other ones, um, mainly the Iron Man movies have a lot of plot lines that just kind of didn't go anywhere. Um, uh, Justin Hammer from the second movie. Um, and then, of course, the third Iron Man with the um, with uh, Killian, what's his face? I just watched the movie and I can't remember his name. Guy Pierce. And, yeah. and then the whole Mandarin turnaround, it, you know, it's interesting to see because they are making a movie about the Ten Rings, which he was the imposter, you know, leader of. But then also in the first Iron Man movie, the bad guys have a Ten Rings flag. So, I like, they're going to have to do some retconning maybe, or maybe they know what they're going to do already and it just hasn't been the right time. But um, there's that. I'm surprised that they didn't take the easy, like, the... Gwyneth Paltrow gets powers at the end of Iron Man 3, and then, like, Tony Stark just kind of very, just like, oh, I'll get rid of them for you. I took care of that. They're gone. You never see that happen. And I'm actually surprised they didn't run with that, because they did end up putting her in an Iron Man suit in Endgame and having her fight the good fight, so... Yeah. um, I don't know. There's a a lot. I could go on and on. Um, I'm not going to, but it's just... uh, I think it's worth going through them all again now that they're easily accessible on Disney Plus. Yeah. And it's and we're we've gone past the Infinity Saga. It's it's just it's fun to see how they all connect and to have the instant gratification of going straight to the next one after you're done. Watching it all as one giant story is uh is it's a good time. So um that's all I bring to the fire today. But um I will this is an ongoing saga for who knows how long. Um I don't know how long she'll she'll keep it up. Uh, she's she's excited to watch the next one, so I'm excited to be her uh, her her tour guide through the MCU. <laughs> well, that's pretty so, good so far. I mean, you said yeah. the first Avengers movie. That's a that's a good chunk. Yeah, yeah. And I I even told her I said, look, if if you're not into this, this is a good place to stop. Or if you're feeling burnt out at all, this is a good place to take a break. And she was like, no, no, no. I'm I'm next weekend. I want to watch the next one. Like, okay, because she nice. seems that's to cool. be watching one or two a week. Uh, oh, so, nice. yeah, yeah that, that's a good, that's a good pace. It's a much yeah. quicker pace than any of us went through it, but, <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> but I guess when you are able to watch the next chunk of the story, you know, it's like, it's like binge watching a TV show is really what it feels like. Yeah. 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 It's so. really, really long episodes and very high production value episodes. Right. Yeah. It, it's really what it feels like now that there's what a uh, 24, I think 25, something mm-hmm. like that. That's a season of a TV show. <laughs> Uh, but they're yeah. all movies. Well, <laughs> they're yeah. all but they're all movies. So it's like three or four seasons of the TV show. That's you know, I've binged yeah. longer stuff on in quarantine. I've binged through the entire Simpsons. Uh, so which I'm now behind on again. <laughs> I st- I stopped at like six six forty, and now there's like six hundred and seventy. Well, so, now that, and they renewed them for two more seasons at least. So it'll never go away. Yep. Outlive us all. Right. Those are my chunks. Someone uh someone else take the bag of uh of, of sparkly dust. Um okay, well the yeah, not too much, but some more similarly I had you know, some stuff I just didn't mention before, but thought I'll bring up now. Um I started watching Shit's Creek. Um I'm not very far into it, but um it won the Golden Globe recently and it's won lots of other things in the past and just generally lots of acclaim. So I started watching that. I'm only on the first season, but it's definitely one of those shows, you know, you get 
more endeared toward to as you watch more of it. Um, mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's much, much, much more low key than I was expecting. It's the episodes feel like like light and breezy little like snacks. They don't even feel like full. <laughs> yeah. Like to me, they feel like oh, the episode's over. It just it, it it almost feels like I don't know like an extended like sketch or something. They don't they they're just so fast and like simple and yeah and, yeah and, yeah. It makes it easier to binge through. I think also. I mean, I don't know. Oh, if that's yeah, a good thing, yeah. but yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I love I, that show. Yeah. I like I just all of it. Yeah. I just oh, watched an episode where there's like they were throwing up like the kids uh, were throwing a party in the hotel room or something. It was probably early season one, mm-hmm. and like so, and it kind of the party starts happening, but then like it, the the episode's just over. Like you know, like you like in another show you would expect it to go off the rails and some crazy shenanigans happen at this party and like you know I don't know like these big like scenes and the, but it's so simple of a show. It's just like yeah, the episode's over now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I I watched through it re- not that long ago, and uh, I I I think the my thing with the show is the stakes don't ever get high enough to my taste. Mm. So it, I kind of wandered between like I'm into this and kind of like you need to give me a little bit more for me to be into this. <laughs> um, so, but I, I found it. You know, it was delightful. I would say. Yeah, it was delightful. No, that's good. I'm I'm definitely liking it and liking it more as I like you know get to know the characters and blah 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 so, yeah so I, I definitely did too yeah um and then one other small thing which is again something i actually had started a little while ago but is worth mentioning is uh this game on switch i started a while ago although i've been sidetracked because i just got bravely default and mario 3d world but um is this game called paradise killer on oh yeah if you've heard of anyone's heard of it. it's an indie game so it's not like a big well-known game but um, it's really cool. It's really unique. I, I, I haven't really got super, super into it, but I've played enough of it that like, I totally am like into the appeal of it and stuff. It's basically this really out there idea. It, it's uh, the idea of it. The premise of it's like, I don't even know how I could explain it, but basically you're this detective. It's like a detective kind of game, mystery game. You're solving a murder, you're solving a series of murders, but you are a like a god. You're a detective for the gods who exist on this other plane of reality in this virtual environment where they constantly take humans and subjugate them to force them to worship them to then give them power so that they create new realms of reality to constantly migrate to with the idea of creating a perfect reality at some point. <laughs> but it's but it's, it's like this yeah it's but it's like this really wacky like it's it, it's really tongue-in-cheek and like just like farcical and irreverent and that the, the aesthetic and vibe of it all is like really poppy and like really bright like uh 80s kind of pop stuff kind of you know like those really bright neons or early 90s kind of look almost um Anyways, but it's a mystery game, which is I love. So it's like Phoenix Wright-ish or, you know, where you're like piecing together clues and talking to people and like trying to find fallacies and like putting all the little clues into place. Like, oh, this person's alibi. And at this time of day here, they were doing this. But why were like, oh, what motivation does this have? You know, but it's all a first person like, you know, you're going around that island talking to weird godlike creatures and stuff. Anyways, the point is that it's just really unique, really cool. Definitely recommend. I mean, I haven't finished it, so maybe it sucks in the hmm. after 
Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm looking at the Steam page, and it has overwhelmingly positive for both yeah. recent and all reviews, and also it's 25% off right now. Oh, uh, well, there you go. For the week. Uh, for the week. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's five bucks off, so yeah. uh, I might check it out. <laughs> cool, yeah, that game's been on, I think, my wish list for GOG and Steam. I just haven't gotten around to picking it up yet. That's good to hear. It's good. Yep. Um, but uh, that's all I got, or all the new stuff I got anyway, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have too much to share. Uh, I guess I'll just, one little chunk I can throw in the fire is I watched the first episode of Lizzie McGuire, um, against Matt's <laughs> recommendations. Um, and I, I mean, I, okay, so I had never seen the show in truth. I, I mean, I was aware of it and what it was just, you know, kind of a, a frivolous after school teen goofy drama thing and that's kind of all i ever needed to know i think and <laughs> after watching the first episode i was right yeah there's <laughs> there's really nothing there I, I well i don't know if it's that there's nothing there but it's it's just i don't know just you know the most banal kind of just what you have only still seen you've only seen one episode from the first you've seen the first episode right yeah so oh, okay i've watched more of these uh disney live action shows like this uh, than i care to admit and i've watched them all as an adult on disney plus um and they all take a little while to figure out the tone of the show and the characters like a lot of tv shows um but lizzie just it's just a string of her making bad decisions and then complaining about why the world is so hard <laughs> yeah, like that. And that is kind of the first episode where they're. Con- it, they're just I like don't this, even remember it. They're just like it starts off with them just like nagging about they can't have what they want or something. It's like okay, like what? I don't. I don't know. And, and they, they then yeah, their plans to rectify the situation are just are just super outlandish, which I guess is the point of the show. Um, but. It, it is like what wait what am i supposed to be like um connecting with to these characters like yeah it's it's hard to connect when all of the characters are very stupid and constantly make terrible decisions right um and again um it is the disney channel equivalent of scrubs right and and that's one reason why i watched it cuz i was trying to <laughs> make that connection for myself i i i think i see it it's it's yeah if you were yeah, if you were in college, you watch Scrubs, but if you're in middle school, you watch Lizzie, and it's pretty much the same thing. It like if you added cartoon sound effects to Scrubs, would I think you end up with Lizzie McGuire? Except for also Scrubs has cartoon sound effects in it. Oh, I, wait, it does. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. guess it does, but not like every three seconds. I think every every like ten seconds. Okay, like, well, ten to twenty well, seconds. That's what happens when you mature to college. Uh, exactly. Sound effects only occur, you know, ten seconds. I want. I was trying to find like people who have done like edits of Lizzie McGuire episodes that where they make things like, like you've seen edits of um, of like Big Bang Theory where they just they oversaturate the laugh track, right? Because it's already oversaturated. So they just said, okay, what if we just push this? So I was trying to find something like that where they did that with the sound effects. <laughs> it's just like constant sound effects. Because it's almost that way anyway, so they wouldn't have to do that much editing. And but I couldn't really find much like user generated content about Lizzie McGuire, so which is a little disappointing because I thought the show was a little more well uh 
like loved or whatever. But I guess I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it didn't have lasting appeal. Um, Maybe not. They were they were gonna do a uh, a, uh, a reboot um, like they did with That's So Raven and have all the characters come back as adults. And then um, I think either Hilary Duff or the director or both walked off the project, and then Disney canceled it because um, Disney thought that the pro- the reboot was too spicy. It was a little too. Uh, it was a little. It was a little too risque. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's interesting. I want. I, I. I want. I want to see what they were working on, or at least read like a script from season one. I want to know what that means. But um, at any rate, Ryan, maybe don't watch through Lizzie McGuire because you'll get to the end like yearning that reboot that you'll never get. That's true. Maybe I'll, I'll just be setting myself up for a lifetime of disappointment yeah probably but you should watch even stevens yeah i think i probably yeah i think i will watch that i can recommend a handful of choice episodes of even stevens it has the same thing the first few episodes are like i don't know what the point of this is because nobody knows what they're doing um but once that show finds its voice it's very funny so uh there we go disney channel recommendations okay well um all right, cool. Well, that that concludes our chunk fire for now. Um, warm enough; it doesn't have to be a crazy bonfire, but it got the job done. Um, but yeah, so now let's move. Let's let's get into one vision. So we'll do a summary. Um, but as it's a whole TV show, it will not go into <laughs> every specific plot point of every episode. Um, and but there will still be spoilers. So from here on, spoilers for WandaVision, um, both every episode and the season at large. So, you know, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> um, so wait, who did we, who's doing the summary? We're all doing the summary. Yeah, you lead it and we'll just okay. jump okay. in, I guess. Uh, so WandaVision. Um, yeah. Uh, basically, we're... We're seeing a a uh, what's the right word? Kind of satirical version of classic American family sitcoms. Things like um, the Dick Van Dyke Show or I Love Lucy, um, but they're played out with Wanda and Vision as the main characters: the Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff, and the Vision, Paul Bettany. <laughs> that that's his character's name. Um, Jarvis. <laughs> Uh, they are like living in this weird version of reality where it's, they're playing through sitcoms. Um, but things are kind of off occasionally. Otherwise though, it's kind of formulaic classic American sitcoms, um, kind of a wacky hijinks. And then by the end of the episode, they are, they, they love each other and they find the resolution and they're a happy family. So that happens for a couple episodes, about the first third of the show. To kind of that's what the premise is going on here. Um, then we kind of pull back a little bit, and we see that there's more to this than just like these wacky sitcoms. Basically, um, we start following some FBI agents, one specific, and, and Sword agents, which is similar organization to Shield. For what does Sword stand for? The Space Weapons Organization. Uh, sentient. Re- sentient weapons. Right, because like organiza- Vision's a. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and research division, right? Something like that. Something like that. Anyways, um, and they're 
there's a weird anomaly going on in this small town in New Jersey. So they send this uh, agent there to find out. He she runs into a couple other of our MCU character, you know, um, I don't know, faves. Kind, I guess <laughs> is Jimmy Woo a fave? Um, he's my yeah, favorite. Some people. He is now, I guess. But yeah. and Darcy, Doctor Darcy from the Thor movies, um, they come back. Anyways, they're investigating. They find out that basically there's this anomaly going on, and that Wanda has created this alternate reality where she's taking control of this town and is playing out um, a version of reality, kind of a very happy Americana version of reality to live her fantasy where she's married to Vision, Vision didn't die, and she has children. Um, and they're living the happy suburban American life. Um, but obviously there's something wrong, something is going on that is more sinister, and they're trying to figure out what and how to stop it because there's, you know, she's taken over people's minds and things aren't, like, you know, great. So that's about the second act. And then you get into the kind of the finale. You find out that basically there's another actor involved or, or another force involved and that there's this other witch that has infiltrated Wanda's um, secret or Wanda's anomaly and Agatha Harkness. And she is basically an actual witch. And she has discovered that uh, Wanda is one of the most powerful witches and she's trying to get Wanda's power because Wanda's power is so strong that she wants that power. She's capable of doing this stuff and other things that she has tricked Wanda to pretend or to believe that she is just one member of the town when in actually she's, you know, working of her own accord and she's manipulating things and making things go wrong. Um, and while this is going on, the head of the sword division has revived a, a vision's body into a kind of uh, uh a abomination of vision like an empty soulless weaponized version of vision to infiltrate the the hex the anomaly and take out wanda and so in the final moment or in the final kind of showdown climax wanda tricks the agatha and traps her in the anomaly but she also and and she also realizes though that um that she can't keep doing what she's doing because it's hurting people there's real people's lives that she's manipulating and they're in pain but if she does that then her children and vision the vision she's created will also go away because that was part of you know the anomaly that she created so you know working with the fbi agent which is monica rambo um and her other friends <laughs> um she defeats agatha and they arrest the head of the sword division right i feel like i'm getting a little loose here but it's pretty close right yes. off. and then she yeah. she she basically is you know stops her vision her family disappears it's a sad she but she goes off on her own to study magic and become more powerful with the possibility that there's still some way for her and Vision to be together at some point, even though he's essentially dead now. Again, double dead. Um, uh, how close was I? What, did I kind of hit all the... Yeah, I think you hit all the major... Yeah. That's a good outline. That's a, that's a good summary of the whole series. Yeah. Um, yeah, detail, little details here and there, but... Yeah, That's we could cool. get into the details yeah, we'll as we discuss, yeah. obviously. Yeah, there's, there's, there's tons of stuff that obviously I want to discuss that I didn't mention in the summary. But but I think in general, that kind of like was the big notes, the the, the general arc of the story. So so there you go, WandaVision, um, the first TV show. And uh, well, what do, you, what do we think? How was Marvel's first television outing? After what, like well, you're saying, Chewie, 24 
movies or 25 movies and now we have a tv show to add to the mcu well well, i mean do you do we want to consider this the first mcu tv show i mean they have agents of shield they have the the peggy carter show we should probably talk about that i mean the also the netflix shows that those always kind of existed in this weird limbo realm well at first they were there at first the first daredevil was like pretty clearly like yeah this exists but as those netflix shows went on it felt like they were distancing themselves even further from the mcu um so yeah where do those land um yeah i guess that's true right it's funny yeah. i don't i, I, I forgot I, about all that stuff yeah i mean the, the, i did watch i don't know maybe the first four maybe just three seasons of agents of shield i mean i that was, that was all i was like uh, all i could take really but um, I think there's something like seven or eight seasons, and those are the long seasons, right, where there's like 26 yeah. episodes. So there's quite a bit of television content. But as you said, they're – oh, and then in addition to the Netflix ones, kind of one foot in, one foot out of the MCU. So. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think – you know, we'll go ahead and address this now since we're on the topic. But um, all the shows up until WandaVision were under a different division of Marvel Studios. Yeah. It was run by Ike Perlmutter and – you know, Kevin Feige was running the films and they, you know, not so discreetly had a lot of um, clashes. There were, there was some tension there. Um, and so, but the other main difference here is that I think, you know, this show is treated as a six hour long movie. Um, yeah. It's, it's treated, it's, it truly is a mini series. It's one long story. It really feels mm-hmm. like it, you could have, um, if you wanted to, you know, tightens this up and made it into a long movie, like a, two and a half hour movie if you really wanted to but you know giving it the miniseries status lets you have play with all of those different nick at night eras of yeah. uh of wandavision episodes um i also think that uh the um the previous outings in marvel tv will be um retconned out of existence um because there, there's a rumor that the third Spider-Man movie is going to have characters from um daredevil in it pop yeah up. that's right yeah that well That'll have Matt Murdock, or, well, uh, uh, Cock, what's his, what's the actor's name? I don't remember his name. Um, Charlie Cox will be in the new Spider-Man. There's rumors of that. And so the question is like, oh, is he going to be, well, obviously he'll be playing Devil, maybe not, obviously. But will he be the same Daredevil, right? See, um, what, I, what I think is that because it's Doctor Strange and it's obviously going to deal with multiverse stuff, I think that ultimately the TV shows will all be just, oh, this was a slightly different universe. Yeah. I mean I think, that yeah I feel like that's a the 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 the, the most clear cut way forward if that's what they you know are planning and integrating what they choose to out of these things yeah I think that's without what getting do. too messy mm-hmm. um, but also I, I kind of like the idea of maybe you, you know Matt, maybe he's just like going to be Spider Man's lawyer or something <laughs> <laughs> well that's what I mean maybe he maybe he was never Daredevil in this in this timeline. But yeah, 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 we'll yeah. find out yeah. that he was in a different timeline when Spider-Man and Doctor Strange open portals up to other universes and characters start falling yeah. out of them, like in, into the Spider-Verse. And yeah. I, I don't know. I could see that being all connected some way. It's, you know, it explains where, you know, mutants come from and explains why these characters from the TV shows never interacted with the movies. There's a lot of stuff they could explain through multiverse, and I think yeah. they will. But uh, yeah. at any rate... Do you think also that, I mean, this is the first TV show that is about characters, like movie characters. All the other TV shows were never about, you know, were were ancillary things or even like, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Peggy Carter. 
they had characters from the movies, but they weren't about char- you know the main characters of the movies. So mm-hmm. I, I I know the main reason is like you said, Chewie, the production behind it all and like who heads up the different divisions. But I think part of it too is just that like, well, this is the first show that is about one of the Avengers or you know the mm-hmm. characters that we've been following in the movies. Yeah, I think we'll see a shift, though. I think all of these shows that are on the docket for Disney Plus are going to follow the same format. They're going to be mm-hmm. long movies split up into, you know, a miniseries. And yeah. it's that's not much different than what we've had. You know, we have you have a story, a singular story that is hyper-focused on a couple characters and the situation they're going through. Whereas, you know, the other shows are kind of like, well, how many seasons do we want this to run for? We better yeah. keep coming up with storylines for it. Um, and I think it's a completely different approach to how they're telling these stories, um, yeah. because this is going to serve its purpose in whatever the the universe is going to happen next. So, um, yeah, you know, anyway, let's talk about the show itself. Um, yeah, well, OK, so I guess that, tr- that uh, was a question that turned into a discussion. I think you asked us how we kind of felt about it, but um i I think that's how it started uh yeah uh well yeah i mean general thoughts uh overall impressions to start out with what do you what do we think i mean i think one of the things that i another thing just again tapping a little bit into the what we're just talking about it it feels like i could rank this as a uh, alongside all of the other MCU films like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like this is a thing on its own and likewise with all the future tv shows it deserves its place at the table. Is, yeah, yeah. Is how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, okay, well, I'll jump in. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it, uh, it it scratched the itch, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, for a while, we were all kind of getting sick of Marvel content, and then we had a drought of it. And I, I really like that um, Marvel just lends itself so well to, to making predictions and, like, to, I don't know, water cooler chatter, you know? Um, mm-hmm. just like, oh, I, just what happened in this one? And what do we think, where do they think the story is going to go? But the difference is before this, we've had to wait so long in between Marvel entries. And this one, we had an ongoing series. Everybody's experiencing it at the same time every week. And it, yeah, I don't know, that just really felt satisfying, um, missing that. Um, I, I liked the exploration of Wanda and Vision. That was one of the things that you asked me, what are some things that never really got picked up again? I always thought that they are characters. There's so much interesting stuff to do that they just kind of been glossing over for a very long time. And they, I feel like they finally have started giving those characters their due. There's a lot of interesting mm-hmm. things you, you could do with them. Um, all right, overall, it was, it was pretty solid. It was, it was pretty solid Marvel series. If I try to treat it as a movie, then yeah, I would say it's mid to top half of, if I were going to rank them, I would say it's, it's a, uh, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Let's say um so generally positive yay yeah i would it's very positive experience for me i would say i like the first the the first maybe seven episodes or maybe six i don't know how you slice it a lot more than the finale just because it was so much more humorous and lighthearted and goofy and you know kind of growing up on some of the nick knight content um like Sean was saying with Dick Van Dyke and Bewitched and all that good stuff and being a kind of, well, yeah, growing up in the nineties. So anyway, the, all the sitcom stuff landed perfectly for me. All this super fun. Um, even outside of the, 
the lore of MCU, um, which which also landed. I just I and that's not to say that I didn't like the finale. It was just it was like oh that's right we actually have to get some work done. That's how right. it kind of felt to me. Like mm-hmm. we're like oh mm-hmm. we're done playing now. All right let's let's finish our homework. Um, yeah, <laughs> which. I, I don't know. I, I well, Maybe we can get into a little more details about that as we go. Um, so I, I guess I just, I didn't, maybe maybe it could have been better integrated or or maybe I, I would have liked to, the, the momentum of the fun, lightheartedness, carry that through the finale somehow too. I don't, I don't know. Um, I have some ideas on that. But uh, overall, yeah, very much liked it and would, would rank it favorably amongst the rest of the MCU films. Um. Cool. Yeah, uh, I'm generally pretty much on board with everything you guys said. I, I will say that I, I uh, similar to what you said, Ryan, in terms of like the first seven, six or seven episodes, I felt really strongly about. I remember thinking after like the third or fourth or fifth episode, at, you know, each one of them, really, just like, man, I love this show so much. This is such an awesome show. I, I never thought I would like love a we- this weird. It's I loved how weird it was at the time, mm-hmm. and and weird in terms of just like I had never quite seen anything like it, especially for like the biggest franchise in the world in entertainment, more or less. Doing something that seems so out there seemed really bold to me and really interesting, and so I loved all that aspect of it. Um, I, I I will say that by the end of it, though, I unfortunately was probably more disappointed than I should be in it. Um, and that's it's partially my own fault. Um, but um, so I, I, I and I'm trying not to let that disappointment overall sour the entire experience because I think that's unfair and it's not it's it's not true anyways. But um, but I would be lying if I said that I wasn't more disappointed and a little um more reluctant to or like like looking back on how much i loved at the beginning it's disappointing how much in the end i don't as much like 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 you're saying chewy i would have ranked if you had asked me after episode three or episode five or something rank this i would have like oh man it's in my top five marvel things now that it's over even looking back on myself then like, Oh, you sweet summer child, you're <laughs> going to be disappointed. And now it's like, yeah, it's, I do really like it. And I think it deserves all the claim or claim that it is getting. But personally, there's just some things that I, I was not fulfilled. Like it, it dropped the ball. I don't know if that's the right word. Mm. So anyways, we could get on to that stuff, but yeah. objectively it was great. Even if I have my own personal, like kind of disappointments in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see what where you thought it dropped the ball because I I have a couple notes where that's that would describe my feelings on it precisely. Yeah, and I have some I have some I definitely have some thoughts on the finale uh, because yeah. I think that they're based on what who I've talked to and what I've seen online there does seem to be uh, a not insignificant amount of disappointment with the with the finale and mm-hmm. I think I have thoughts as to why and my own thoughts as to why maybe it it wasn't um you know everything that I thought it was going to be, but, um, it, you know, I, I, giving it some space now, I definitely feel overall as, you know, as one t- giant story, it, it is a fitting, fitting finale. Um, yeah. Right. But, and I uh, think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think, um, kind of getting to sh- maybe a little bit 
with what Sean was saying. Um, maybe the reason I wasn't quite as severely disappointed by the finale is because like I was saying, the idea of kind of, Oh, we got to finish our homework. I, I kind mm-hmm. of woke up from the, the wonderful dream that was the first episodes and said, Oh, well, okay, I guess we have to have this mean something or get, right. yeah. move this. We do have to get the story from point A to point B. Um, and, and so I kind of used that as a, an excuse to, <laughs> I don't know, for the finales to be underwhelming or, or whatever word you want to place on it. I see. I was, you know, I was mentioning earlier that this show has just been so much fun to follow along with, like, everybody who's also into it, you know, on mm-hmm. social media and whatnot. And yeah. I think this show really, it's, it's, it has a lot of mystery. It sets itself up as a mystery. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, our Marvel fan minds going, ooh, a mystery, like, are already kicking into overdrive and thinking about, you know, what happened in the comics and how can we make predictions yeah. based on this. And I think a lot of people are expecting some, like, really huge, um, you, like, story-altering event. Um, yeah. like the, And I even did, too. I mean, in... Yeah. Uh, yeah. What episode was it? It wasn't the last one, but the one before. It was Wonder Woman. Was it? No, it wasn't Wonder Woman. Or Soul, it was, maybe? Um, Soul. Yeah, I think it was a Soul episode. Yeah, we did predictions... Yeah. Uh, for WandaVision, and I had some bold predictions, and you did too yes. as well, yeah. and neither of them seemed to really be touched on. Yeah. And I think really what it comes down to is that this show was never interested in doing that in the first place. And I think yeah, we kind of yeah. let our imaginations run wild well, and go, you know what? This is a fitting ending for, for WandaVision. For the story that they're telling us, it's a fitting ending. And I remember thinking, like, okay, Iron Man 1 came out. Awesome. Great. Loved it. Iron Man 2 came out. There's too much. I remember my complaint at the time was they're 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 doing too much looking ahead. They're doing too much setting up yeah. the sequels. And it's interesting now that I find myself going, "No, I want you to give me information about what's going to happen next." You know, it's all <laughs> it's weird how much of a 180 I've done on my opinion of what I want out of a Marvel story at this point because I think that's where a lot of the, dis- the disappointment is coming from. You know, I, well, I honestly think that's yeah, what it is. Well, I, I I I generally agree with you. And that's what I mean where I like I have to I'm trying to be as aware of my own um I think on some levels undeserved ex- or you know uh unjust not unjust whatever uh, expectations that I'm putting upon the show right mm-hmm. I I can't hold the show culpable against my expectations that I'm putting on it but I can hold the show expect or capable culpable for expectations that the show gave me yes. and that's where I'm more disappointed and I think oh and that that's what I'd love to hear about then yeah, I think we're and I think yeah, we're talking we about Quicksilver, right? Well, that's the biggest one for big sure, one. and I'll I, I, I we'll get into that later because I, I want to talk about a lot more other stuff before I. It, my my thoughts generally there are very negative. I don't want to bring the discussion down that right now because there's too much. Oh, we'll good bring stuff it down. There, like, we'll bring it. Yeah, we'll no, bring well, it down I, later. I've got I've got a short list of bullets of just plot points that I wanted to discuss, and yeah, Pietro is one of them. Quicksilver is cool. one of them. Okay, well, um, we'll get into that. If if we want to start with one that's earlier in the story and is more positive, I would be I would love to do so. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about some like start about the TV premise, like the whole mm. premise of a of of a pass or a uh, a satire, a kind of spoofy of all these classic TV tropes and shows. Like it, I, I don't know why it, it, it's not like that's a brilliant thing, right? Like what? That's not like, I guess, you know, people have been making fun of classic American sitcoms for years, for decades, but in such an off the wall context in a superhero context like this. Right. Um, and also in so, and in, in very specific, like they, 
they are very specific in their jokes in their callbacks and their tropes and their whatever um like that like it wowed me from the first episode and right. i was so on board from that first episode I have to. Yeah. I just have to acknowledge that uh, Wanda Maximoff just became so much more of a relatable character um, because <laughs> this is a series about a character, a person who, whenever there's extreme trauma in her life, she just says, "I'm just going to go watch TV." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, that that's 2020. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I I I don't have like any deep insight or thoughts on terms of the meta, but there's definitely so many meta layers of this being a sh- TV show about her creating her own reality, mm-hmm. and and that being you know just like ourselves and just our own versions of we're creating this reality or the MCU at large or like right there's and I love those aspects where like whether it was fully intended or not, those are the kinds of things where I really like if even if it's not fully intended. I I'm fully on board with indulging on that level. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're we're all in our hidey holes, right? We're all mm-hmm. in isolation. Oh, yeah. Um, I a guy who loves going to Disneyland and who loves doing theater and can't do either of those things right now. Just turned my living room to into the Main Street Electrical Parade, um, simply because <laughs> that was what I deemed to be my happy place that would get me through this hellhole of the last couple of years. And I'm sure lots of other people with their 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 hobbies and um, you know, their new in- things that they're picking up. It's just like, well. I gotta, I I gotta make the most of a of a bad situation because everybody collectively is grieving over the last year, and mm. this is a story about somebody who's isolated and grieving. And I don't, know, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, again, with the meta stuff, it if that wasn't like if that didn't influence the the show, then that was pretty uh, prophetic of them. Yeah, you know, there's definitely a lot to relate to here. Yeah, and, I think. Uh, Right, with all the meta stuff too, I think there's there's more layers that if you wanted to, you could try to grasp onto, not just isolation and, and in a physical or very practical sense, but also kind of mentally where I think right now in the world, people are kind of building these kind of isolated mental places for themselves where they mm-hmm. kind of almost don't want to read the news because, I don't know, I, I mean not getting too much into all that stuff, but I think that's kind of a thing that's sort of happening right now. Um, yeah. And, and I think there's, na- there's some dangers with that, that I think the show eh, maybe accidentally, I don't know it, but it is exploring it. I think um, a little more literally, which is good, I think. And I, so if they intended on doing that, I think they kind of nailed it for the most part. I have some notes mm-hmm. uh, on that as we get towards the finale. Yeah, I mean, it, it, remi- it reminds me of the concept of, you know, people, a, a, a big hot button word is, is doom scrolling over the last year, mm-hmm. where it's like, how do you find the mix between keeping yourself informed of the yeah. awful things going outside of your bubble and, like, staying away from it so that you can protect your mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of what the show is about, too. It's like, Wanda's reality is is awful. She had to watch She had to watch her husband die twice in a row. And then had to do it again, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. she's been through, she's been through as a child war zones and terrible things. And uh, you know, it's it's about she's finally gotten to the point where she's like, I can't. Everything's too terrible now. Everything's terrible, and I just want to like s- just slam the door and just be in my house and live in my little my little fantasy world, you know. But how it, you know how you gotta re- face reality on some level. You can't just live in that world. So it. Yeah, I think I think that is really what has made this such a popular thing right now. I think everybody, whether they know it or not, relates to her in that level of grief, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just 
it, it's a it was brilliant timing. Whether it was intentional or not, it was yeah. brilliant timing. It was exactly the Marvel thing that we needed right now, especially because we hadn't had a Marvel thing in a very long time. When it finally showed back up, it was what society was craving. So I don't know. Just yeah. it's kind of amazing. But um Yeah, I mean I don't know, it's one of those things like is serendipitous and whatever it is, I don't think it you know, even if it was coincidental, I don't think it diminishes, right? Those those I think add to the meaning of things, right? Like the time and place it's released is it just adds to the meaning of it, even if it wasn't planned that way. Um, you know, I don't know, that's kind of the sometimes the awesome stuff about art or film or whatever. Um I think also too the meta level of just like from a production standpoint. I mean it's basically a it's a it's a a superhero show about tv making tv you know like it's a it's a comment it's, it's like a it's a i don't want a commentary but just like it's it's about making television she's creating this little world the set which is like a film set a television set where everyone has their parts to play she's the director everyone has to do their thing right and i i don't know if this is intended i'm reaching but i always kind of felt like the when the fbi or the sword or whatever set up shop outside the hex it always reminded me of like you know how when there's a new marvel film in production ooh, there's been secret set photos leaked or whatever it's like it reminded me of that or like game of thrones or you know whatever the next big production where there's people trying to sneak in and get photos of like ooh, we got a photo that's what it reminded yeah. me of like this this camp set up across like on the other side of this fence where you know something's going on in this fence and they're filming this big thing and we're all interested but it, they're so isolated everyone living in this own little world to create a show which is like what this is i don't know so <laughs> yeah i i just like that aspect of it too i thought that was just like kind of a fun cool idea of like of the mcu production meta level like i don't know um yep. yeah so but yeah i think well yeah uh, that worked <laughs> <laughs> it works good yes that was a good point um <laughs> yeah i mean it's it really is eerie when you break it down um an another thing to watch if you want something that's oddly prophetic about the last couple of years is the spongebob musical um that's neither here nor there <laughs> oh, though okay but that is a story about a disaster and people not believing in science and racial tension believe it or not um <laughs> yeah okay that that is actually perhaps more relevant to what we have gone through over the last year and a half than um the WandaVision, but I'm not going to explain further. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll just leave that to you. Um, but yeah, there are some plot points that I wanted to get into. I don't know if now's a good time or not. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I... yeah, let's just kind of go. I was going to say if we want to just kind of maybe go through it as the show goes through. And, sure. Um, so yeah, any, any, especially for early season stuff. Well, we can, we can rewind and fast forward if we need to, but yeah, whatever, uh, one of the things I, I, I just loved um, in the first half of the series was seeing the aftermath of people returning from the blip. Oh, yes! That, oh, that was and so cool. We, I love that. The only time, because we've only had one thing since Endgame, and that was uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, and mm -hmm. it is treated very jokey. And it works. Like, I, yeah. you know, if I were flying the wall in the, in the gymnasium when all the high school kids came back, like, I would be probably laughing. I'd be scared, but, yeah. like, marching band crashing into the... <laughs> the basketball team or whatever it was hilarious that scene was really yeah. funny and yeah. the scene in that movie where they're showing the the tribute to all the fallen avengers yes. but it's from the crappy yes. like high school, yeah, high school uh, av club or whatever yeah um yeah. perfect but i think you know it worked then because endgame was very dour for a lot of it it mm -hmm. was just very yeah. like gray and sad for a lot of the movie 
And that was the Spider-Man was the perfect pick me up right, that what we needed right after that. It was a nice little yeah. pal- palate cleanser. Yeah. But now that we've had that and we've had a break, seeing the actual like horror that that would cause, like the reality mm-hmm. of that situation, um, especially choosing to set that in a hospital of all places yeah. where oh, that, yeah. would, that would cause a, ma- a massive disaster as it did. That that was, I think, some of the most like emotionally affecting things that I've yeah, seen it, yeah. in an MCU so far. It, it really got me. It really got it, it took it, to me. It was a really effective storytelling for me too, because it was very chaotic, right? Like it mm-hmm. took me probably five minutes after that opening scene ended to realize, okay, wait, what just happened? And then I, you know, kind of it all settled. And I was like, Oh man, that was really an effect. Cause that's exactly what it would just be complete chaos and confusion like, wait, why is her mother dead? Like, how did she not? Oh, oh my gosh. Like, it's it kind of hits mm-hmm. you that that's, that was her life. That's what she had to experience. And that, that's that got to be the case and worse for literally half the population. So right. it, it they really captured that in a, like, su- really, really effectively. Yeah, I, one of the things I liked about um, the MCU thus far, and I'm re-experiencing right now, because, uh, you know, I just finished The Avengers and then I just finished Iron Man 3 um, this morning, actually, um, is that every time a, a big, massive, um, you know, timeline or story changing event happens, they spend a good amount of time dealing with the aftermath in the universe. And, mm-hmm. you know, so Avengers happened and now Iron Man 3 is all about how Iron Man has PTSD from going into the wormhole. You know, um, mm-hmm. Thor 2 a heavy plot point is Loki facing justice for his crimes from Avengers, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, all the phase two is all about the aftermath of that. And, you know, phase three is all, all about the aftermath of age of Ultron. And we still have barely scratched the surface of the aftermath of the blip. And because of the mm-hmm. ban- pandemic and how long ago Avengers Endgame feels, it's, it just was like a, a breath of fresh air going. Yeah. Yes. I like, I want to see what the world is like. You know, and that was one of my criticisms of, of Endgame is that I wanted a little bit more of how are people like everyday people reacting yeah. to the five years where all their loved ones disappeared. I wanted a little bit more of that, and this show finally gave me more of the stakes. Like, yeah, well, I, I think that I mean that's definitely feels like something that there's no way they could have planned it because I'm they had to have shot that before COVID, but. But it takes on even more meaning, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's essentially what the hospitals have been living through for the last year. Oh, yeah. As just complete chaos. And I don't know. I, I remember I've read kind of some, like, think pieces and stuff and, like, psychological thinking about um, people who've experienced trauma and, 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 like, really bad, like, violence or, you know, whatever. And that sometimes them actually watching horror movies, like, really extreme or gory or violent horror movies is a form of, like, catharsis for them. Um, because it lets them kind of relive their trauma in a safe way to, I, I don't know, I'm not a psychologist, so I I'm, I'm, could be butchering the exact reasoning and all this stuff, but there's, I don't know, there's some something maybe to that in terms of like, we've been living in this this pandemic for a year where it's been chaos, and especially hospitals, but not that we go to hospitals ourselves that much, but our understanding of the world and to see it in on screen like this in a, in a safe quote unquote way in and itself is a little bit of a catharsis. It lets us live that like this fear that we've experiencing and this, this trauma that we've experienced from the last year in a way that we could all share in a way that we know it's going to end up. Okay. 
kind of right in the back of our head and stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's just another example of just like yet yeah, the timing of it all being so like adding more layers and meaning to what was already something that I thought was such a cool idea and scene. Yeah, I had never actually even thought about that. And that's true because, you know, um, yeah, 20, 2019, between February 2019 and February 2020, I, I had to go to the hospital four times. And then when the pandemic started shortly after that, it was very much like when we started seeing the case numbers crawl up and creep up and we we're hearing about overcrowded hospitals, I started getting afraid of just leaving my house. Like if if we're driving and we get in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And we're taken to the hospital. That hospital is going to be overwhelmed. That's not a place that you want to be right now. And yeah. and that I you know I've been living personally with that fear, you know, for as long as everybody else has. Like you know, it's it's an mm-hmm. it's a very real like oh what happens if the hospitals fail, right? And taking that and putting it into a Marvel setting in this fantastical setting where you know it's it's almost feels silly. When you think about the yeah. fact that this is happening because a, pur- a purple man collected a bunch of magic rocks, <laughs> like you know, but then yeah. they then they contextualize it into this very grim like reality that's oh no, a hospital <laughs> yeah. not functioning correctly is horrifying. That's a terrible yeah. thing to be saying, you know. But again, the fact that it's because of these crazy cosmic fantasy things, it makes it as you both said a safe setting for us to experience mm-hmm. that because you know it's still fantasy at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, that is really interesting, and that is not something I made a connection to until now. Um, also, my trauma of hospitals probably has something to do with how I've been watching through Scrubs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was definitely intended then. They they knew about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny, because that scene was literally just like a four-minute scene, but how just like, impre- what an impression it it left and like how cool that scene because that episode in itself i wasn't the like that episode felt because it was right after up until then we had three episodes of just um you know sitcom yeah you know spoofs eat and then all of a sudden like okay here's what's actually going on here folks boom so you know it's one of those things where it's like oh okay the a little bit of the mystery is revealed and sometimes and at that point i was still like super like oh it's still really fun and cool but that episode felt like the first of the kind of like workman like episodes like okay yeah. we need to start doing some of the stuff so here you go it's all in this episode <laughs> yeah I, I was mentioning before we start recording but you can actually divide this series into three acts like you can divide most movies the first three are just this is the world wanda's living in and it's strictly sit- sitcom shenanigans with just tiny yeah. little hints yeah. as to the mystery then you get to four five and six and you start learning about how sword is involved in all of this and what's going on outside of it and then seven, eight, nine is very much the conclusion of both of those stories. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it is impressive to me now that I'm seeing that. Um, and yeah, it, the tone of this show definitely takes a drastic shift at episode four um, when it starts to have to share its screen time with with the outside yeah. storyline. Well, I would also, I, I, I mean, I that it's weird because it doesn't, it doesn't because the tone still at that point, even that episode is really comedic, like especially with Jimmy Woo and Darcy and right. just like, mm-hmm. it's still like really a comedic tone overall, but it is less, I don't, I'm trying to think uh, less, um, I don't know, cheesy. No, that's not right. Uh, you it's know less what I'm saying, fantasy. Like, yeah. It's less fantasy, I guess. Uh, you know, so I don't know if it's a tonal shift as much as it is just like, well, okay. Um, attention shift or something i don't know well but it, it, but no and yeah exactly what you're saying it's fun because they 
you know, they start the show off with such a dark way to start the show off with the whole hospital scene. But then you're mm-hmm. introduced to Darcy and um, uh, Jim from The Office, and um, they're both um, they're both comic reliefs in the movie. You know, from Ant Man and from Thor, yes. they're both comic yeah. relief characters. Uh, for, on that note, it was super fun to see Darcy as an actual full on like scientist and not an intern because yeah. it's been so <laughs> yeah. long since then. And um, having yeah. rewatched Thor. Um, they mentioned that she was a poli sci major originally. She was, uh, she was an intern for, for them because she was the only one who signed up and <laughs> it's kind of fun, like going, Oh, she was never supposed to be a scientist, but here she is working for sword. That's fun. Like, I don't know. I, I think that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then, yeah, uh, Jimmy Woo, uh, you know, Ant-Man's, uh, best friend. <laughs> um, it, it, it was yeah. nice to like kind of then swing back and bring a little bit of these characters do belong in the real world, world story yeah. but they also are a bit more lighthearted to kind of help us adjust with the drastic tonal shift that was the horror of that ep- episode's opening um, so yeah I think they handled the that one pretty well and it, yeah. They, they, well, yeah go ahead well I was just gonna those two characters also and, and just in general like this show as with most of the Marvel stuff um, as is God just does a really good job of making the world feel so cohesive and like, um, I don't know, like this, this is going to sound bad, but incestuous, like, you know, just like that, that's not the right word because it's a very bad word, but, <laughs> but you know, like that feeling just like, Oh yeah, he's, he's an FBI. Of course. Why wouldn't Jimmy like, and, 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 and even though it's, it's manipulative, it's the kind of manipulative that I don't mind because yeah, it's, that's cool. It's like, I don't know, like, you, you know, a shared universe. If you're having the shared universe, I want it to be a shit. I, I, yeah. Kind of going back to some of the other, like you know, in Agents of Shield, they're supposed to be solving all these crazy things, but there's no Avengers ever involved. So that, like, there's like, why isn't there anyone I know in this show? Shouldn't there be like, yeah. shouldn't Iron Man show up every once in a while? And like, but with this, it's like, oh yeah, they they would be here. All these characters I know, they're and they're not just set. They're not just relegated to the Ant Man franchise or the Thor franchise. This is all one big thing now. We're, we're right. kind of it- like past this idea of that each individual you know, series and it's, we're all together. We're a big family. Everyone's going to be involved wherever it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's the difference is it's not, it, it, it works as fan service because we're like, Oh, cool character. Yeah. We know, but it also isn't a fan service because it is in the right context. It's, it's yes, the continuity. Yeah. It's, it's the continuity in the context that makes it justified. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, I think need, it... we need random FBI characters. Let's not make them random. Let's make them ones that we <laughs> yeah. have, you know? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I was actually just going to say that. Like, it helps me suspend my disbelief because if if they're making these these uh, connectors between movies happen, then it it makes me feel like oh, it is a continuous universe, and I don't have to kind of like isolate the movies in my brain as separate entities. There's like oh no, it's one big fluid thing, and the fact that the writers are th- are thinking about this kind of. Mm-hmm makes me believe in the writers more or like have faith in them more that if if just on the most kind of almost meaningless level they're making these kinds of thought out considerations then that Mm -hmm. means for the things that really matter like the these the lore points and the origins and the you know where the story is going the stuff that matt you're talking about being so interested in it makes me feel like oh they're gonna make sure that those are, are mm-hmm. cons- even bet more well considered and yeah. will land even harder because I have the faith <laughs> or they've instilled faith in me based on their, yeah. the considerations that don't matter as much. 
Yeah, totally. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's also, yeah. I was going to say, it's funny too because those characters, you know, we'll get to it when we kind of get near the end. I, that was another level of a little bit disappointment in the end is that, like, because those characters were so central to this show for a lot of the middle part of the show, for a good portion, the, the end was kind of dissatisfying because it just, like, Kat Dennings had, like, one scene in the finale. Like, and it was just like, what? Oh, she was such a cool character. And I like seeing her. And Jimmy Woo, like, like they even had, like, from Ant-Man, he has grown as a character, it feels yeah. like. He's, like, well, one, the little magic trick, which is, a, again, fun little Easter eggy callbacks, like, uh, mm-hmm. which are so great. But but um, it just feels like he's more confident now as a character. It's like, oh, yeah, he's grown as a character from way back in Ant-Man when he was, like, so, like unsure and just like a uh, kind of a chump and stuff yeah you know, he's like fighting on his own and you know like so like even those kind of things are just like um, adds to the just like the the depth of everything going on absolutely yeah i mean he was he was so pathetic it's like he he just he just wanted paul rudd to be his friend <laughs> I he couldn't couldn't manage couldn't even manage that now he's you know he's in charge, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he's, he's sure decisions. to make friends with Paul Rudd in Ant Man Three now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope that's that's just what Ant Man Three is about. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see oh, them finally go hang out socially, go get a beer yeah. after work, just together, and just I, that's that's the arc for the Ant Man series for me. <laughs> that's what I want. I just want to see them become friends. That's all. I'd be happy with that. But. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. On on the flip side of that, Sean, like you were saying, kind of it because we we end up loving these these little minor characters. When the finale doesn't give me a good payoff for them, it kind of it does feel more like a like a bigger letdown if they hadn't mm-hmm. been as yeah. well developed. I mean, you know, not that they spent like a ton of screen time on them, but it it I think the same goes for a lot of the um I don't know what the townspeople, the neighbors, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that were really fun in the first. I'll say six episodes, seven. Um, yeah. And again, not that they really gave them these arcs and, and whatever, but I still like, I was like, Oh yeah, it's, I don't even know their names now, but there was maybe <laughs> four main guy, the, the mustache yeah, yeah. guy, the, you know, whatever. Um, and I was like, Oh yeah, these are all really fun characters that they all had their own personality. And we kind of mm-hmm. got to know them in the same context that you would know, um, you know, Ethel from I love Lucy or yeah exactly um, yeah fred or you know the nosy neighbor or the co-worker <laughs> and like we're, yeah right yeah. yeah exactly so it's like oh they perfectly c- cemented these characters and established these characters as those archetypes and stuff as well as their true like kind of mm-hmm. real personalities of them being trapped and so I, I i was hoping for a little i don't know what i mean they gave us something and it was it was fine it was good um yeah but yeah, no, I know what you mean. I like the scene at the end when they're all kind of looking at her. I thought yeah. that was some that was some of my you know cooler stuff Better, from the yeah. finale. But it was also it wasn't any individual thing. Like you know, yeah. we got to know um, the doctor and we got to know the coworker and like and but none of them even had a line. It was just all yeah. Which yeah, like I I I, I will. I'm not going to pretend I wasn't disappointed, but I also am like okay, I gotta like you know have reasonable expectations i'm not going to expect like <laughs> yeah, a, that... a riveting conclusion to every minor character in the show yeah so. like like mustache guy finally got over his <laughs> yeah, ptsd yeah. from like no like yeah i'm not going to i'm not expecting that either and it's unrealistic for me to to yeah. to have expected that but it was mm-hmm. kind of like oh this is what it, they're all just kind of staring at her in a circle like mm-hmm. uh, 
I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I want something a little more bit than more. that. Like, yeah, me too. Um, before we get to super late into the season, though, yeah. it's kind of more about in the middle of the season. So we're still the the one. Well, one. Uh, let me just ask, which was your favorite like uh, sitcom pair? Like, which was your like you know? Um, you know what I'm saying? I gotta say, probably the um, probably like the Malcolm in the Middle, like na- yeah. late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's my childhood. Um, also, I I liked you know the commercial was like a. It was like claymation, and yes, it was like yeah. a gush, yes. like a gushers. Commercial. That was my favorite commercial, definitely. That was this, definitely my favorite yeah. commercial. Uh, yeah, that 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 one I, I really liked. But I also, you know, I'm glad that I grew up watching Nick at Night because I did yeah. watch I Love Lucy and um, you know, Dick Van Dyke and all that stuff. And I instantly, you know, at the beginning when he phases through the uh the uh, the, the, the 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 ottoman instead of tripping <laughs> yes. over i went ah, yeah. dick van dyke and then at the end of the series they like showed that in case you didn't get it um mm-hmm. i was like yeah. ha i i did get it though <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i mean I'll, I'll, honestly the first act of the the series the first few episodes part of the fun mm-hmm. was just like oh what is the gonna be the next era what's what yeah, are they yeah. what are they gonna do um but uh yeah i would say i would say that one the the late 90s early 2000s uh sitcom I don't know what y'all. Yeah, uh, my favorite was the Bewitched, which I think is the second episode. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a good one yeah, too. That I was because I think that's the one where they put on the magic show. Yeah, and that's a great that episode. magic mm-hmm. show scene was so yeah. hilarious. Like I was la- that entire episode, yeah. I was laughing so much, and just kind of endeared me to the show because I was like, I was not expecting this show to be anything like this. I mean, I said that after the first episode too, but. Um, <laughs> yeah that they kept it going and the humor level was probably some of the highest humor of any of the MCU stuff. And just like, and they would do the cutaway or the, I don't know, it's not a cutaway exactly, but there's the animation inside vision's chest of like the gum. Stuff yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just hilarious. Cause like vision who's, you know, essentially this, the most advanced cybernetic, whatever, <laughs> But there's just like these clunky gears, like that was that was juxtap- that was just super hilarious. Yeah, that reminded um, me of um of Bender and Futurama, where like <laughs> his oh, entire right. robot casing mm-hmm. is just like <laughs> yeah, just some like, random yeah. robot gear parts, but he somehow right. is able to do whatever the plot needs him to do as a robot. Yeah, yeah, he's as complex as yeah as a human being and all this other stuff. And the, oh, and then the fact that like it it just makes Vision kind of act drunk. Like I don't like that was that's hilarious to me. Yeah, wasn't expecting drunk vision in the show. That was, <laughs> no, that was and that fantastic. was so good. Yeah. That was so hilarious, <laughs> and the, yeah, and it just totally felt like Bewitched, where he's doing these magic things, but then she's like doing more magic to make it unmagic. Right. Yes. So he lifts oh, yeah, a piano, yeah. which is impossible, but then she's like, "No, it's actually just a cardboard cutout." Oh, that you know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was just so. Ah, that does it. It works so well for me. It was fantastic. Yep. So that was my favorite. Anyway, that's fair. Uh, yeah, actually, that's probably that was probably my favorite of like the uh, the parody um, styles. Uh, I think overall, the Malcolm in the Middle episode. I I think I would have liked more, but I felt like the episode it kind of dropped it about halfway through the episode. Whereas like the early episode, especially, it felt like the entire episode was like they were sticking to this whole thing throughout. So it like like you're saying, Ryan, that whole episode is just paying off and like 
yeah throwbacks to classic tv um but the malcolm in the middle episode i think i was probably laughing like the jokes themselves i just wish it was more of it um although i think my favorite intro like you know how each i think my favorite intro was the 80s intro um, oh yeah too many cooks that was my it was like the, <laughs> yeah. the drawing of it and stuff like family ties and like I, like I, I that was my favorite intro and yeah. so i don't know there's so many good things from every episode though like it's just uh, the theme songs of all the openings of all of them were really great. But, yeah, um, and and the commercials because they had a, a era yes, specific yeah. commercial for each one, and the commercials yeah. were all fantastic because they got that yeah. th- that same actress I, th- I believe to be in all of them. Well, except for the claymation one, I guess. And there was something yeah. about her, like I can't quite put my finger on it. And I I actually rewatched some of the commercials because I was trying to like, what is this woman doing? Like she has a certain <laughs> yeah, like brainwashed look to her. I can't quite put. But it was she was fantastic and like she was hilarious, um, uh, but the claim anyway the claymation commercial was by far the h- most hilarious. Yeah. Was, oh my gosh! Because <laughs> the kid oh, just no. dies like, <laughs> I know. And like ah, that's so funny. Also, I I just like. I haven't gone back and watched every episode, but I have rewatched a couple of the episodes. Um, not not since it's finished, but just throughout the last couple of weeks, I had gone back and watched a handful of them. And like paying attention to the lyrics of each song, they're so good. Like each the the song intro for each episode is so also like self aware, and it's just like it totally works as this cheesy sitcom song. But each line has double meanings, and they're just so good if you're paying attention, like the lyrics and stuff, all the way up until the end, where it's just Wanda repeating Wanda. It's like this insanity. It's like it's become like it's almost like you're in the mind of someone in trapped in this world, where it's just all like they're insane now. It's just him yeah. constantly saying Wanda, Wanda, but it's done in the funny office thing, so it still works. And yep. Like yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. I, I read the lyrics for the Malcolm in the Middle episode because that was the the lyrics. I couldn't really yeah. understand them, so I I just looked them up and read them. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it like totally matches what we were sh- saying, Sean. And and just the idea that they're all like you're inside the mind of someone going insane yes. trapped inside the <laughs> yeah. hex is actually, yeah, that's actually perfect because that's what we hear from all the townspeople at the end that they, they, when they dream, they dream her nightmares, which I was like, Oh, that's yeah. a awesome. Yeah. That's an awesome idea. Yeah. That's horrible. That's like, horrible. it feels like just that sentence you could like turn into your own like world. Like yeah. there's a pre- here's a premise. Now go write a movie based on that premise alone. I, which <laughs> I love. I love yeah. like one yeah. sentence. Yeah universes <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, uh the topic of the songs the uh composer was uh robert lopez who famous for composing all the music for frozen as well as avenue q and the book of mormon oh. um so oh, that's i didn't realize that until the big song the one that was the huge viral sensation of this year um agatha all along dropped um yeah after the week after that episode aired you could not get away from that song uh, at least i couldn't on social media um yeah it was everywhere everywhere uh memes uh you know remixes of it um i saw <laughs> just a couple days ago uh mave showed me a um somebody overdubbed uh the video at, at the end of the music video when she does the witch laugh uh they overlapped the laugh with uh the laugh of rich evans from red letter media <laughs> um, yeah. which is perfect yeah. uh but just <coughs> the fan community has gone wild with that song um and that's fun to see it's it's fun to have not only just the show that everybody's um you know kind of watching at the same time and clinging around but then like you know a meme come out of it that's just so fun and 
I love the uh, the monsters take. You know, it's like it's very monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, yeah, you know, it's just clever, and it's also just kind of like, just like that's the that's the gut reaction to go like, oh, it was Agatha all along, and then that's just <laughs> the na- that's just the lyric yes. of the song. Just like, <laughs> just like not just just being completely yeah. blatant about it was just hilarious. Um, it was the perfect thing to do at that point in the series. Um, and it perfectly fit what they were going for with the show. Um, so yeah, a lot of good solid music come out of this. A lot of good theme songs. Um, that was, I think that's an underrated, um, partially just because that one song blew up, but I think all the music is, is one of the more underrated aspects of the show that I don't hear people talk about as much, but it's all solid. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in in terms of also just like the the intro sequence, because each intro sequence was so like even the seventies episode, like they're so reminiscent of the era, and it's just like fun thinking of them having to shoot like all right, we had to go shoot them for this one photo that we're putting in this this intro to this seventies mm-hmm. styles episode. Like I don't know, like sometimes I think about like the amount of work that went into yeah. just like one silly little gag like that or whatever, but it all is so good for each one, and yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is. They have to create a different era-appropriate set as well, and then not to oh, yeah. not to mention you've got, you've, as far as locations and filming go, you've got like the Sokovia flashbacks, you've got the mm-hmm. Salem witch trial era stuff with Agatha. Like, there's a lot of different flavors in this show. There's a lot of different. Well, I, yeah. go ahead. I, I was thinking of the neighborhood, the amount of like like you're saying the sets, the house itself, like. It it's like the same house, right? But each era, it's different, uh, interiorly decorated with design and stuff. But like, I'm trying to just like think of the production of that too, because even in like the last episode, they're kind of going back and forth between different eras or the town, right? Like, because the actual reality of the town is that like it's really run down and some things aren't there. Like her house isn't there, and I'm just like trying to think of the logistics. Like how did they build the house at? Did they get all that stuff shot first and build a house there? Mm-hmm. Like I don't all the like not that really matters in terms of the quality of the show, but it's just like the amount of work and planning and design to make all of these sets, even though it's clearly the same location still unique and stand out and and just like tap into the complete era they're going for for each iteration they it was such a good job yeah they were i mean it was and, and going and and the hair and makeup and costumes even too like the costumes were so good like for for every episode for the, all the eras and stuff so yeah they, they did not make this any easier on themselves by yes. doing this concept the concept <laughs> is a super yes. ambitious concept and it doesn't really maybe look like that on the surface but then yeah when you consider all the stuff you know they're they're making they're making episodes of all of these different series with all of their different tones and mm-hmm. styles. It, that's a lot of production value. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It really is. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's another maybe another underappreciated thing of this show, or maybe it is. But you know, it's it's a lot. They they could have. There are many ways that they could have made this production easier on themselves, and they did not do that. So that's got to be respected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um well uh, let's see so um and then we get to kind of the the latter part of the show and um we basically there what is it there's episode what episode seven is the modern family episode so that yeah it's funny because i remember thinking like you know as the film or the series was starting up like oh what Oh, I can't wait. You know, when they get to the modern sitcoms, it'll probably be a talking head style office. And yeah. and they did that. It was Modern Family. But I, I that was not my favorite episode. I don't know what you guys thought. 
there were some cool parts and some funny moments, but I don't like it. It felt too like it felt like she was just trying to be Julie Bowen from Modern Family, which I guess she was. That was yeah. kind of the get. That was it. But I don't know if it worked completely for me as much as the rest of the episodes did. It wasn't bad, but I just felt like I remember thinking that episode like, oh, this one's it's okay, and some of the jokes are funny. But it felt like it kind of like lost it there, and that was the last one we saw of it too. So yeah. that's what like the the lot like you were saying, Ryan. We just kind of have to like we just got to do the work now. The fun's a little bit over, and I felt like that that episode was the the first of that feeling for me. Where like episode seven, eight, and nine, it just felt like oh, okay, yeah, yeah, well, the fun's over. Now we just got to finish this thing. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I, yeah, uh, I agree. Um, I wonder though if maybe part of it is because we didn't it, it wasn't a callback it was we're, we're caught up to the modern day yeah. to reality oh, so yeah. it, some mm-hmm. of the fun of the earlier ones is because it was a callback it was referential mm-hmm. and this one it was just oh it's just a modern sitcom so it, it doesn't have that mm-hmm. element to it yeah i think there might be something to that but overall i don't think that episode on its own was as strong anyway mm-hmm. maybe partly mm-hmm. because we also had to do a little bit of homework on that episode itself um whereas we didn't have to in the first three really at all um but but in any case i agree i want to i want to comment on the you know the the, how that was caught up to real to present day it's not really because that move that tv show um modern family its heyday was about a decade ago um and uh is it still on i don't think it is still on i don't know if it's still on but i think when it was at its most popular and that's also when i was watching it it was it was late 2000s. It was like 2010 yeah, or so is yeah, when it was yeah, yeah. really big. Um, and episode eight, uh, previously on, um, may have mm-hmm. made a, an observation that um, even she said was, you know, maybe a stretch, maybe not. But um, that whole episode is, it's like you're immediately plunged into Salem Witch Trials. It's super high fantasy. People are throwing powers around. And she said, well, this still works because everything on tv now is fantasy and cinematic and like movie level production value because we've talked about that now how kind of hollywood and tv have done a flip-flop um so she was saying oh this reminds me of like game of thrones or the witcher or you know that lord of the rings show that they're making and you know Mm. i don't know if that was intentional or not or if it was just out of necessity because that's where we were in the story but it, it can be read that way as well you know, because that's really where we are. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, um, I hadn't thought about that. I, I I was thinking, I remember thinking this at the time, or maybe even beforehand. But I thinking, oh, or and thinking about it. No, now I don't know if it would work out. But I was like, you know, so they're doing it previously on. I always thought like, oh, it'd be funny if they did a clip show, right? Because that's a sitcom trope that mm. it happens in, right? And that would have been the perfect thing. And they, I mean, it, it. it it wasn't. They didn't really frame it like that. But I felt like they could have easily framed it as a clip show mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, and then remember this moment. And then like just to carry that same tone, just like because that episode, it clearly is just like, OK, we're done with this premise entirely now. Mm-hmm. Forget about that premise. Now we're just doing whatever. It's just going to be a basic flashback episode. But I felt like there was still opportunities for them to do that, At least, like just turn that like history of wanda into a a clip show episode and that would have been a way to convey everything that happened but still keep the 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 gimmick going which i felt was such a strong appeal um from the get-go 
You know what? That's yeah, actually a brilliant idea. I mean, they, you know, Agatha was in control of her whole little. She was making Wanda walk through doors yes. and everything. Yeah. Agatha very could have very easily like, oh, you like TV shows? Well, it's time for a clip show. That's all they needed. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that actually right, is a very big missed opportunity. Great, <laughs> right, because the episode had the gimmick of of Agatha kind of framing exactly the 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 occurrences and how the, everything flowed, and she the gimmick was or one of the mechanisms was these doors which don't really have any like linkages to anything else in the show right mm-hmm. so why not use you know the the, the frame- raw materials that the show's already set up yeah the the currently existing framework i guess exactly yeah um and, and i think at, yeah agatha's attitude would really can help can make that more conducive right too. and, and it, you know Catherine Hahn or whatever it, she's yeah. obviously super talented she she would have totally nailed that and it would have been yeah and honestly that so that was my worst or my least favorite episode um yeah, for many reasons and and one of it is because like you know she's i think i i really like her um and I think they, she was underutilized, despite the fact that the episode kind of starred her, because um, mm-hmm. they just kind of used her to, to kind of narrate stuff we kind of already knew. Well, I have a I, I have a yeah. discussion point I want to bring up on that point um, when you're ready. But go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, feel free to transition. But that was like, yeah. So I, I felt like that episode was summarizing things we. Um, through the MCU canon, we've already known for the most part, yeah. except for maybe the first five minutes and the last five minutes. Everything mm-hmm. in the middle was stuff like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I mean, to some extent, we already knew this is what happened. They were just reframing it, right? That episode existed to mm-hmm. reframe Wanda. And really, the whole show is, I mean, it's essentially Wanda's origin story, right? Right. Because um, she's yeah. the only Avenger, I guess, besides Hawkeye, that we don't have an origin story for. I mean, at least not dedicated time. I mean, we we yeah. know she was exposed to Infinity Stone, I guess. the. Uh... Yeah, we, we haven't really seen Black Widow's origin story yet either. Um, that movie yeah, well, guess... we're going to. We, yeah, we're we going know to, of yeah. it a little bit, but we yeah. know we are going to very soon. Well, see, I, yeah. think, I think we knew about as much about Wanda's origin as we did Black Widow or anybody else. Um, but I wanted to bring that up because um, when I watched episode 8 previously on, and they did the flashbacks... I said, like, oh, this is sort of halfway a retcon a little bit. Yes. And I I wanted to discuss Mm -hmm. that because um, in Age of Ultron, we were led to believe that um, Quicksilver and Wanda, they got their powers because of, because they were being experimented on using the Yellow Infinity Stone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but it's, it's left vague. And, you know, yeah. we recall back then there was that there was a lot of, you know, chatter and news about how well, Disney's going to bring in these two characters, but they're X-Men. So we can't call them mutants, especially because Quicksilver is going to be in Days of Future Past. And that was a whole big discussion point right around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like, oh, she did have powers all along. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. very that's very clearly like okay well how did she have powers well maybe mutants have existed this whole time um, so is that did the same thing happen to to Pietro did he right have, and I, he, I have I have questions now is is the point yeah and I think that's or that's what I thought the show was gonna do is mm-hmm. I mean like you said it's a retcon and I called it a reframe but yes yeah, the same mm-hmm. thing where 
Wanda is now the first Avenger, or maybe the only Avenger that has had her powers from birth, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone else has obtained their powers mm-hmm. through some other mechanism. So it's to me, it's a huge kind of restructuring of how powers can exist in the now canon MCU. That you know, powers can be, yes. I guess, born with. Which I guess. It, to 90% of movie-going audiences, who cares, right? But in a way, I think it's kind of a significant move, I guess, in partly towards X-Men yes. territory. Well, yeah, I was thinking and the same things. thing. And that's why I was, not to get into this completely yet, but I was a little just like, oh, it felt like they had they laid the plate for this, but then they didn't do it. But maybe they're laying it up for future stuff. I think yeah, and that's are. what I thought that... Right, and maybe they will, and maybe we'll see some payoff. But I don't know why they didn't just give us the payoff now. Um, yeah, especially probably... since they spent a whole episode <laughs> just saying, "Hey, audience, magic exists in this universe now." <laughs> yeah, like is like, that <laughs> what is that more easier to swallow? Which like, I, magic? I, I guess. Like I, I did not find that easier to swallow. Like I was like, "Oh wow, we're really diving in headfirst into just hey, this hardcore magic." I mean, just... yes and no. I mean, my my gut, like I felt that way. But then I kind of thought about it a little bit more and like, okay, but Doctor Strange, though, and um, also Thor makes it a good point yeah. to say yeah. like, oh, magic and science is the same thing. And then even in the text of this own show, they're studying the hex, uh, which is a cheeky yeah. thing for them to call it. There's, they're actually able to monitor the fact that they're able to take a magic spell and turn it into a television broadcast that is watchable on, a te- on an actual TV um, or mm-hmm. able to see, like, oh, Wanda's casting the spell. We can study it in scientific terms and actually tell what's going on with, like, gamma radiation and whatnot. Like, I do think that they are reminding us, like, yeah, there's magic, but also it's science. Like, it's the same thing, you know? So, <clears throat> yeah. I was hoping for the other shoe to drop. I think, Ryan, is what you're saying. I was hoping yes. for that. Um, but I think enough... enough stuff is there to make it super obvious. They've talked about how all of this magic stuff can change um, your DNA for one thing, like Monica Rambeau, who I want to get into later, mm-hmm. but also what we what we know about X-Men already that hasn't been demonstrated in the MCU is that you're born with the X-Gene, but it takes, like, trauma for it to, to activate, right? And it, it takes some other little push. That's why yeah, X- Magneto is so strong, because he went through the Holocaust. Um, but that could be their version of it because they do tell Wanda, oh, you were born with this. It would have just died out, you know, but yeah. then it was enhanced because of the, the, you know, okay, that kind of is similar to how the X gene works in other Marvel universes. Yeah. So I could see that. I feel like it's all there. It, it's all there. All the all the dominoes are lined up. They just decided it's not time for them to fall yet. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, no, yeah, I mean, I guess I agree, except. It still feels like within the context just of these nine episodes, they they backed down mm-hmm. from their own mm-hmm. story. And I I don't know if it's time to talk about Quicksilver yet. I just keep wanting to talk about Quicksilver. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it's going to happen this year. It's on all of our notes. Let's just do it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep going. Right, I'll just kind of finish out my little point here. In, so, yeah, they introduce Pietro in episode five four at the end of four and then five is like his episode and so which i mean i think you know that was the first huge explosion on the internets 
about like oh snap they're now they're gonna this is it this is them yes. introducing x-men this is them yeah. finally integrating mutants blah 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 and then in episode nine they totally back down from that yep or yeah. even from never mind x-men never mind that just the meta concept of introducing yes the the x-men actor yeah. the x-men universe actor for pietro to override the mcu ver- yeah. actor like that this that meta concept like what does that mean what does this mean and then yeah. it just means nothing it right. literally yeah. meant nothing his it, like you can't yeah. i don't know that to me that was probably the biggest like w- singular nugget that was it was a yeah a, so yeah. so i feel like i it, i i don't want to over exaggerate things here but i'm not gonna lie i felt betrayed like yeah. i felt mm-hmm. i felt stupid for being so because I remember watching season four and I was actually watching it with a friend and we were both freaking out. We were so, I was so, fr- <laughs> I was so like, Oh my God. I yeah. texted you guys that night. I didn't want to text. So excited to get you. Sure. But I'm like, you guys should watch one of the It was like, ah, like, I, I was so had to have happened, excited. Yeah. I'm like, what, I, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? Yeah. And then for it to mean nothing, yeah. it's not that I, it like, it makes me feel stupid, which I never am a fan of something making me feel stupid. But if it's my own fault, I'm I'm sometimes willing to take my medicine. But it's not just that I'm willing I, I felt stupid, I felt emotionally stupid. And that is even worse. <laughs> it's like I felt stupid for being excited. And that like and I, I maybe I was maybe I was stupid to get excited. But I feel like that's such an awful thing to do as a as a as a purveyor of art, as a purveyor of entertainment, mm-hmm. to to make people feel bad for what they for the excitement they previously felt. Now, I don't think everyone probably had that same reaction, at least not the negative reaction mm-hmm. that I feel and maybe Ryan feels or whatever. But mm-hmm. it, it reminds me of do you remember that episode of I know, Chewie watched on the episode of The Simpsons where they find the angel bones? Yes. Yeah. And then at the end, you just realize, oh, it's just a big marketing ploy. And Lisa's just like, no, what? No, we're not going to stand for this. This is unacceptable. You manipulated us. And no one seems to care. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like that. Yep. I was like, no, we're not going to let this stand. And everyone's just like, yeah, but what do you mean? There's Look, there's a cool fight with magic powers now. Like, right. what? No. See, I, I don't know. I mean, there's way more thoughts I have, but yeah. I'll, I'll you know, you know, table them for now, Tui, if you have anything I think you're, I think you're justified in feeling that way. And there's a part of me that wants to say, like, no, don't get angry over this. This is just for funsies. This is a stupid thing to be mad about. But the thing that makes it really feel like a betrayal is that as fans of Marvel and X-Men, we are seeing enough hints in this show, in the text of the show, to imply that that actually could have been something that connects to X-Men because yeah. everything else that the show is giving us is implying like the whole like gene mutation thing. The fact that Wanda already had powers before interacting with the infinity stone, like the fact that mm-hmm. Disney owns X-Men now, right? Yes. Like for yeah, them to right? just yeah. make it as a joke, like it does yeah. feel like a betrayal. And again, I feel stupid for getting so mad about it because like, you know, it, it's not something to get worked up about, but I do feel like it's justified to be like, like, like Sean, you shouldn't feel stupid about this. You shouldn't feel stupid that they tricked you because Thank it was you. a dirty trick. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it that, does. It doesn't I mean. feel like, fair. It doesn't. It, yeah. Well, uh, 
So the other thing too, I mean, aside from just my personal, like whether if I feel, I think another reason that it angers me is it's something that in general, I'm not a fan of. And that is when something is played purely for an audience benefit, right? right? It's like when, and in Star Trek Into Darkness, when he goes, Khan, I'm like, (laughs) no one cared. No one in that movie knows who Khan is. Like, you know, that's purely like, it's such a manipulative thing where, you know, there's all this baggage and people know Wrath of Khan and this is a big thing. And. And it's like this. It's like the 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 the, the end of episode four is played purely. It, the only effect is for the audience's benefit. Right. Now I was so excited by by it that I was willing to overlook it because I was so excited for what that meant. I was like, oh, they know like what no one knows who Evan Peters is in the universe. This is only for the audience. This is only for the audience. I'm okay with that because that the meaning, the implications of what this means is so exciting. And I love the idea that they're playing with the meta, that like they're they're embracing the meta ness of it. So I'm on board with it at that point. But then for it to, again for it to not mean anything, then going back and watching that episode, it 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 diminishes that moment entirely. Not just because I'm betrayed, but because it has actually no meaning. Right, and not only yeah. that, it's a bigger slap on the face that the the guy who is being used as the Pietro puppet is just some random dude, and his name is um, yes. Ralph Boner. <laughs> yeah so it's the whole it's time like, it's it it's like a, a big, boner joke it's just uh, a big yeah. middle finger to the audience really it's just like nope that was that and, was nothing you fools and, and you know so maybe uh, so, uh, so you know an argument could be made is like well you know that is they were just kind of pulling a joke and they're being like you you know you if if you were less naive maybe you wouldn't be so upset and stuff it's like okay I, I, I could understand that line of thinking that maybe I shouldn't be so caught up in these things. That's not a strong argument for That's not a strong argument to begin with. But let's say I'm okay with that. All it really makes me do is I'm, I, I've, this is a really dire or, you know, dark way to look at it. But I'm now more or I'm less prone to be excited for anything in the future that they're going to want me to be excited about. And that doesn't just mean MCU. That just means in general, because I've been burned before. Why should I be excited when you're hinting at anything else? Yeah, I mean, because you've lost credibility in my that's, book. That's now what it I'm, is. Like, it's a nick in their credibility. And that's what I think that's the worst part. That That's, I think, the biggest tragedy is it's not so much that this in and of itself never paid off and was a betrayal, which is awful. Well, awful. But but it's that I am now subconsciously trained to not trust them again. And that's that's a sucky thing. That's a bad yeah. I, I hate having that feeling. Yeah, and it and again, that's why I was so excited about making my theories as to what that could mean. Because if my theory that yeah. I made a couple episodes ago was, oh, the hex is causing interdimensional stuff to happen. And yeah, right. my theory was it's gonna hit New York because that's one state over. And that's why J.K. Simmons showed up in the last Spider-Man movie, and that's why Spider-Man has to go off with Doctor Strange and fix things. I'm like, oh, this all makes perfect sense, as long as the Pietro thing does. But surprise, it it didn't. <laughs> so yeah. that, and I think that is also probably another reason why so many people have mixed feelings or are just straight out disappointed by the finale is that it it may, maybe made them feel stupid for making predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think, I, I think there's, there's ways to like, I, it's, it's a fine line, right? There's sometimes ways to make your audience, I, I wouldn't say make them feel stupid is a good thing, but there's a ways to like, you know, to, to pass one over there, you know, get one over the audience and it's a way to be clever and good. 
but I, I don't think this was anything like that at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, this was not, like, um, some mystery whodunit. Like, oh, they got me. I didn't see that. What? Oh, cool. They kind of twisted it and surprised me. This was not anything like that in my book. So that's why it's like, I'm not going to give them, like, yeah, you, you, you didn't fool me. You lied to me. That's a difference. <laughs> right, yeah. That, that is yes. what, that sums, sums it up. That's what it is. Yeah, you, I mean, you both of you guys are talking about maybe feeling guilty for being so upset or emotional or yeah. or whatever. But I, I'm going to say, as an objective observer of the show itself and your guys' opinions, you're you're both justified in everything you're feeling. So don't feel guilty. Yay. I've All released right. your conscience. This is what I needed. I needed validation in my... Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Um, and going back to what I was saying earlier in the episode about like kind of faith in the writers, uh, you know, there's an asterisk in everything I was saying, of course, because I knew we were going to get to this point um, yeah. <laughs> in that like, oh, huh. And maybe we don't trust the writers. As much as we thought. Yeah. And, we have a lot of faith in the writers, except for with that thing. Mm, in that thing. Yeah. Mm. And there's a couple other things too, that I was let down by yeah. uh, that we can maybe get to. Um, but yeah. 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 Uh, so the other one for me, what was actually had the, it was Agatha all along. Um, mm-hmm. I, the, the ending, if I was like really bl- not blindsided, but I, like, I was like kind of, it, it didn't like, there was something in the back of my head, like where you're kind of squinting at the screen, like, wait, what does this line up? Was it Agatha all <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's the, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. the, it's the, now you see me, uh, s- syndrome. Uh, I, yeah, yeah I mean... it, it, that's, it, that's exactly what it is. By the way, um, side note. Now you see me. You, you know that that's a terrible movie, by the way. But uh-huh. if the audience has not seen it, uh-huh. spoiler alert. Uh-huh. We, know. we all know. But if uh, I, I uh, this is actually a Dan Harmon joke. But he's like, you know, the sequel to that movie was called Now You See Me Too. But if there was any justice in the world, it should have been called Now You Don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that makes the sequel even worse. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't bother because watching it wasn't the sequel. That. I've never seen the sequel. I haven't I either. Don't but... intend to, but yeah. Um. Oh. So anyway, that was my my uh, reaction to it was Agatha all along is like the hard squint on one eye, raising my voice voice by ten octaves. Like, was it though? <laughs> you can just imagine me squinting as I do that. Yes, I well, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to touch on that because you know her, you know, obviously the Quicksilver specifically things like. I'm trying to like okay, so she gave him powers too. I, okay, that's fine. Whatever they explain yeah. that away, she, yeah. whatever. But and all the other stuff, I I, I think it kind of po- points to a little bit of a bigger issue I had with the finale, and that I guess I was just like, I was so ambiguous in terms of what the conflicts exactly were. So like, yes. why were they fighting? What was what was the point of a giant? lightning bolt fight in the sky why like what was she trying to do what what was yeah i don't really know why they were fighting each other well i guess i don't know why agatha well agatha was attacking her she was wanting to suck her powers away and that and so she was like agging egging her on to but like what was wanda why was wanda because she had her kids i guess agatha had her kids wanda wanted um or no agatha agatha wanted wanda's powers because that's the thing that she does established in the episode Uh before that so that makes sense and then the the mean guy in the army or the the sword wanted to kill wanda to end the 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 hex i mean that's another issue i have i like i get he's the bad guy but what did he do that he would be arrested for 
Uh, oh yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess I have to rewatch it again. Somebody listening is <laughs> yeah, probably I know, that's why I was like, I feel like maybe these would make. I need to rewatch it because I'm sure there's. A, but it, it's like okay, he was operating head of sword, and which is a division with specific weapon type, you know, theoretical weapons. That is what he did to stop a crisis from occurring. Now, obviously, we know as the audience, we're not on his side because his means were against our protagonist. But, like, in terms of the world, what laws did he break? You know, like, what did he do that was a violation? Like, yeah, I, I don't like, like stuff like that. I, I'm not quite like there was some like ambiguity. Like, wait, why did they arrest him at the end? What, uh, and, and, and I don't know. And, and with Agatha, so, like, why was she manipulating everything if she just wanted Wanda's powers? Right, and I'm right, just on the low-level mechanicals mechanics of it. Like, what was she yeah. doing in each of those scenarios? They were self-explained. Like, she, her influence. What was her influence that made things go awry? Like, and why was she yeah. doing so? Like, what, yeah, why did I, she make something glitch, or why did she like? Or there's this. It's like episode. Was it episode four? I don't know. Where she's like, oh, do you want me to do that line again? Do you remember that? She yeah, like she breaks kinda... character, and she's like, "Oh, sh- should I redo that line again?" And Wanda's like, "What? Like, what was the point of like, sh- you know, and things like that?" It's like, "Oh, yeah, it, it, her knowing the... that she's Agatha does that add like?" I guess that's wait. Th- does that, that make line any was more probably sense? just supposed to be a hint for the viewers going, "Oh, Agatha knows that this is fake too," because yeah, okay. that that's that would fine. separate okay. her from being yeah, an, a, yeah. a, a, just a regular townsperson. Like, so she and so the whole time she was fake being mind controlled. Right. So when yeah, Vision yeah, yeah. unmind controls her, she's faking getting unmind controlled and then faking. Yeah, getting but to what end? Like why? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I'm, like, it isn't quite ring true like, for me. Like what was she, and, what was the result of Vision that scene with Vision? Vision then tries to get it out of the heck. So she was purposely manipulating Vision so that she that Vision would try to get out of the hex. Like that's what she wanted to have happen. Right, I guess. And then at the end, Agatha is then re-mind controlled, or I guess I, apparently this is her actual the first, first time. instance yeah. of being mind controlled. In truth, yes, yeah, I, I suppose. But but that still goes back to okay, it was Agatha all along. Well, no, it wasn't. The whole conflict of this story is that yeah. <laughs> Wanda has created an artificial reality. That is the conflict. Yeah, that's remove, like, so what was remove I, Agatha? I you still have that conflict. So no, it was not Agatha that, all along. Agatha literally did nothing. Yeah, that's what it's like. That's what the conflict at the end is like. There's this giant space battle, which, which you know, for better or for worse, it's an MCU. It feels yeah. like an MCU film in that regard because it's like, oh, there's got to be a crazy action scene. But the whole time, I'm thinking like, wait, is what is this going to resolve? Like what? Like it's still Wanda creating this fake world. Yeah, like, I, mean, right. I guess that... the true resolution was when all the townsfolk tell yes. Wanda the, that one particular line, which was one of my favorite moments in the entire show, when she's like, set me free or just let us die. Like, yes, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. the real exactly. that was the real resolution yeah. of the, the yeah. main shows. Exactly. Conflict. And that that line would have still been said without Agatha's existence. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. And then Agatha to be just put on a shelf pretty like i mean agatha yeah. she 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 make, turns her back into agnes and sa- and she's like no you'll need me i know things about magic that you'll, you'll never know and she's like well i know where to find you it's like <laughs> right. okay mcu i get it 
You'll 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 bring her back when <laughs> yeah, it's when it's convenient. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like the sticker on the So this hex her... will, but but I don't. But she dis she dissolves the hex, right? Right. It's... So Agatha is yeah. now participating in the real Westview as as, as a mind controlled person. Yes, I believe that's what we are to believe. There okay. are moral implications, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, like Wonder yeah. Woman. I mean, I also. So one thing that I kind of do like is that they did leave it with Wanda being a little bit ambiguous. She's not just like this, like, obviously it was, she was doing some awful stuff and they kind of made that clear. Like, yeah, Wanda, this is bad. You, you're being bad right now. <laughs> don't yeah. do, don't mind control an entire town of people. <laughs> That's bad. Um, but the end of it being like, okay, yeah, you know, I know what I got to do the right thing to do, but she still doesn't leave like this glorified hero. Everyone, like one doesn't treat her like that right. but at the end and then the post credit scene a little bit it's like yeah there's some she she's still not really like she's still a little bit of an anti-hero there and maybe that's too strong a word but she's like not like this you know altruistic person still she's still very much like kind of potentially willing to be that's like like any future iterations if she's in the new doctor you know doctor strange yeah. she may be an antagonistic mm-hmm. yeah. force which might be really interesting yeah, I, I think that would be and they of you know that I think maybe they were trying to hint at that since they do mention yeah. that she, you know, Agatha says, oh, you're sh- the, the uh, Scarlet Witch is stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. Yes, like, oh, wow. Exactly, okay. That's right? okay. Cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I want to, I want to talk about um, two points regarding white vision. Um, <laughs> okay. Cataract, right? Is that um, vision? That's the white. What everyone's calling um, it. First one is a positive. Um, okay. The, 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 the air quotes battle between uh yes. fake vision and white vision was so yeah. cool the, the yeah that, that, was fun. that was um i was more interested in that than the Agatha yeah, Wanda um, stuff when that started right when that scene started Maeve started going are they gonna do a star trek oh my god they're doing a star trek and you guys are gonna have to explain that to me <laughs> um it's basically where the the climax or the resolution is more talked through in philosophical philosophical ideas i think that's what she's kind of referring to more than any like fist Physical. fighting, but I, I, I think there's a specific stuff. episode or movie where somebody oh defeats a robot by like logicking them. Oh yeah, in Kirk the, is known to do that Kirk, a lot. Yeah, she, says, she said Kirk. Yeah. She's doing it. She's doing it. He's, yeah, he's doing a Captain Kirk on yes, himself. Yes, Sean, do you remember the episode yeah. of the original series where they find the satellite that can? There's a kind of omnipotent, and they and yeah. Kirk kind of logic logics it out into yeah yeah yeah. Um, so I thought that was awesome. I thought that was uh, uh, another thing that we hadn't quite seen in MCU yet. Um, mm-hmm. It was really interesting. Um, but on the other hand, um, where the hell did White Vision go? Yeah, why, that's, why, that's, why he just like goes away. Fly away. I mean, if they're gonna bother to show us <laughs> Wanda living in a cabin doing whatever it is that she's doing in the after the credit scene, it's clearly implying that some time has passed. Where did where yeah. did White Vision go? Yeah, I, I, I just assume it's going to be like they're leaving that, you know, string open because they if they want to get them back together at the hint of that, it's going to be through him somehow, I guess. I don't know. Like, it just felt like he's just still there. Vision's still a part of the MCU in some way. Don't worry. if you, We might bring him back. Who cares? If not, whatever. We don't have to. Would it you guys... was like their way of you know, having both. Yeah, I think that's worlds. that's exactly what it was. And in, in a future movie, they can get back together. And I, for one, would love to see a montage where, like, Wanda's like painting him, like, 
right? What is, and it's like kind of sensual. Yes. And, like, like I don't know. Like she's giving him color and stuff. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know that something about that. It, it like it sounds <laughs> that like it'd be, be super weird. rad. Well, again, I just I just have so many questions about what White Vision is, and yeah, again, if 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 he has all of the memories and experiences of real Vision now, which the show implied. And yeah. fake Vision was just fake in the first place. It's Vision's original body and it's Vision's original memories and emotions and everything. Yeah. Why can't Wanda just go live happily ever after with him? Because he flew away. No one knows where. Why did he fly away? <laughs> I don't know. Did he? Because <laughs> he was scared. Why, why did he fly away? <laughs> I don't understand. That's a good question because at that point in the story, Wanda was still fighting... Agnes, right? Agatha, yeah. So yeah, he, they hadn't resolved that conflict. If he self-actualizes as Vision, like, I am Vision. Right? By, yeah. like, wouldn't he want to go help his... Yeah, but, oh, okay, <laughs> wait. Okay, this storyline is resolved. Wrapped up. I'm the Vision. I'm the real Vision. I just look weird, but I'm I'm the real Vision. Hey, Wanda, I'm here. Let's beat this witch yeah. and go live happily ever after. And we'll magic ourselves some new kids. It's fine. Like... <sighs> Yeah. That was my least favorite thing about the finale is that I just like him just disappearing. Yeah, it, it's it's the things that are implied are the things that should have been wrapped up. Like like oh we'll do mm. this in the future. No, you should have done that now. <laughs> well, I mean that kind of taps into something else maybe that so the whole show and you know on the on the on the emotional level is really about her dealing with grief mm-hmm. and and you know what that means and what what. It, causes people to do both good and bad and blah 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 right but but by the end it like it kind of like it almost kind of touching a little bit on what we were talking about with soul of like well you kind of backed away from that because you're implying that she's still gonna end up with vision and something like vision's still around so you're like undermining this idea of actual grief and actual loss when you're you know you're still saying that, like, well, Vision's still out there, and he's fine, and he's just, he's all his memories are still there, and all that grief you went through, don't worry, it'll get, it'll be fine in the end, because you'll get back together with him. Like, you know, right. like, does, you know what I'm kind of saying? Yeah, I, I kept thinking, like, are they going to really bring back Vision permanently, or is she going to have to let him go and, actu- and yeah. actually move on from his loss, or from his death? Yeah. And I think that would have been maybe a more powerful story. But they have Paul Bettany, so it's not really a choice. <laughs> yeah, this is true. If I had Paul Bettany, I know I'd probably make yeah, a similar choice. Yeah. I mean, I will say that post credit scene though does make it seem like she is more moved on. Like I don't know if that was in part of the intent of that scene of her, like you know, in the cabin and doing magic. Um, but you know, and uh, it's hard to glean anything really from that scene. But it does make it feel like okay, she's she's fully past any sort of connection or like any emotional stuff and grief. Now she's all set on becoming powerful magic person. Um, I don't know that that might be reaching for a two second post credit scene. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's important. Yeah. These post credit scenes usually say yeah. a lot, it, and especially more after you've after you've realized what it was supposed to allude to, you go back and you're like, oh, there's a lot. It's they're very heavy. So yeah. it's not nothing. It, it's not nothing. Yeah. It just, I, it's now, I mean, really what it comes down to is how much faith do we have in them? Because throughout this conversation, yeah. we have cited reasons why we should trust them moving forward and why we shouldn't. I think that's kind of where we're at. And I feel like that's probably where a lot of people yeah. are uh, with the finale. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting because kind of, 
on a, on a granular level, like as you're again, going back to like watching, you know, remembering watching it for the first time and, 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 you know, justifiably or not, we start um, gleaning or, you know, adding meaning to things that may or may not have been intended to have meaning. It's like, Ooh, in that scene, did you notice how she did this or whatever? And like, you know, obviously the internet is just built on people going crazy with that stuff, which I'm not always a fan of, but sure. People do what they want. That's fun. But like on some level though, it's kind of disappointing when that doesn't deliver. Right. And it's like, Oh, that wasn't anything. They didn't set up anything. And just to contrast it, like, you know, you could claim that like, Oh, you know, it's our own fault or they're not going to be so fan servicey or Easter eggy. Not everything has meaning, but I mean, just from a purely, like from a screenwriting perspective, everything should have meaning. That's like, yes, everything should have meaning. That's a good, that's good screenwriting. I just watched um, back to the future the other day. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Every single watch the first hour, half hour of that movie. Everything in that, everything has meaning. Everything has every line, every visual, everything. So that when you, every time you watch that movie, you get more meaning from it. That that right? That's good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. That's like that's you. You don't. You wouldn't claim that like. Oh, it's just fan service Easter eggs. Like we're so <laughs> beset with the idea of. Did you notice this Easter egg? There's not Easter eggs. That's just called good screenwriting. That's called setup payoff. Yep. It's not an Easter egg when you're setting something up that's going to be paid <laughs> off it's later. The first on. thing in its entire like world. Like it, yeah, exactly. That, right. You can't do an Easter egg if if it can't reference something that already exists. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. know. Part of me is just like yeah, I, like all of these things. Like I get like you know going to just fan indulgence and like creating all these conspiracies but but on a certain level it's like yeah these should be paid off these little things if there was no meaning behind it then that kind of sucks now it doesn't mean it has to be what i wanted the meaning to be but i felt in some cases there just wasn't any reasoning behind it and and that kind of was a little bit of a bummer and that you know aside from the quicksilver stuff those aspects of it were also kind of contributed to some of the disappointment for me yeah i think that and i think that's fair I think that's I think that's a good yeah. way to just kind of summarize what I think a lot of people are feeling. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I'm seeing yeah. a lot of just on articles and comment sections about strictly the finale. I'm seeing a lot mm-hmm. of comments to the regards of uh, a bad ending to a fantastic show. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I think bad is even a strong I do too. word. I don't know yeah. if I'd even I, so call it as bad. But in general, yeah, I agree. I, I do think it's a great show. It's an awesome show. It's just hard, you know, it, it just, I, right now, it is real fresh. It's, mm-hmm. You know, we're doing this a day after it's aired. There's still a lot of my own personal, just like, you know, yeah, disappointments and, and issues with it that, yeah. that are making it a little bit harder to appreciate the, yeah. the love I definitely felt for it and do feel for it, especially for the first half of it. And, well, you know, the first two thirds of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, really. I mean, it, yeah, it's, I mean, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, we just we just have to wait for the faggy cut of the no, to get the right. No, of this. exactly. No, I, uh, I I think this has what I like to call Matrix Two uh, uh, syndrome, mm. where uh, some of the those answers, like how good the things are in the thing that we just watched, will depend on what they do in the future, which is never a good sign. Yeah. But it's like yeah, we are yeah. waiting for something else to make sense of those things that didn't make sense or get resolved. And whether mm-hmm. we retroactively like WandaVision and how we feel about it will depend on the work that other movies do. Now, yeah. it being the MCU, and that's kind of its whole thing, kind of going like, okay, you might not see the whole picture now, but we're getting to it. 
That's I think yeah. you know where yeah that's it's yeah, it, 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 we don't yeah, know that's, it, that's the thing it's really hard given what this is it's really hard to make a judgment right now and we kind of have to be okay with that I guess <laughs> you know yeah. that, that's kind of where I'm at yeah, I'm like I oh, well I guess I would I would like some more answers I would like to have seen things done a little bit more solid and a little bit more structure and but yeah you know we'll just have to wait and see that's that's what that's where yeah. we're at. Cool. Yeah. Um, um, one one thing we haven't talked about at all. I just wanted to bring it up. Maybe this pretty quickly, but w- about Rambo. Oh um, yeah. And her. Mm. Yeah. We haven't really talked about her at all. That's but the only we, thing on especially my... her like her. Oh really? Okay. No, I, that, right. I, that's the only thing on my notes that I, we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where like her obtaining her powers. Um, where do we think that falls in terms of did that was that a good payoff? Did that make sense? I mean, I think there's still some of her character that needs to be. I hope will get to be explored. I ended up liking her character a good amount, so I kind of want to see what yeah. she gets to do in the future. So maybe that will depend on the the Matrix Two syndrome, like you were saying, Matt. Um, I I thought that was a pretty yeah. good payoff, just solely because okay, there's a scroll and we're going to take you up to space. And because we've seen the other movies and after the credit scenes, we know that Sam Jackson is up in space, hanging out on a spaceship. And that means, uh, Hey, you, he wants you to be an Avenger now. Like, okay, done. We get it. Like, it was not surprising at all. It's exactly how yeah. I thought. So if I'm, if, if there's any disappointment at all, it's that it was, it played out exactly as I thought it would, <laughs> you know, it, it, I would have liked Fair. a little bit more, but it was, yeah, I could see that coming, and that's what I thought was going to happen, and it happened, and okay then, there you go. Story's wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah. It felt like, it wasn't bad, but it was kind of a, yeah, I, like, they could have not shown any of that stuff, and I would have, like, inferred that had happened anyway. So, so I, I think also, too, it was another example of something where it was like, oh, this is going to be something more interesting than it actually, okay. It, it, it felt like they were setting up her to be or or what happens to her to have more meaning, but at the end of it, I felt like oh they were just setting up for Captain Marvel. Too. Yeah, or uh, Miss Marvel. And I was like oh okay, mm, well okay right. sure yeah I guess you got to set it up for Captain Marvel too. I was hoping it was going to set up more stuff though. No oh just just that's Captain it. Marvel. Too. Yeah, okay, no that's okay. fine. That's, she's there. Yeah. This happened. She's got to get her power somehow. I I still don't quite under like and, and this doesn't matter really, but like why did that give her powers? <laughs> yeah, like I would. That's kind of. That's the part of it all that I think was more the disappointing part. Yeah, exactly. Of it. It, right? It's just like, eh. yeah, where she didn't like. Okay, I mean, they do in episode maybe four or three. I don't know where she's like, you've gone in and out of that hex three times. It's changing your cells. Okay, I mean, I guess you have powers now. Eh, I, I yeah, don't think I, it's any better or worse than the original Captain Marvel's origin in her movie. Uh, 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 an engine powered by an infinity stone exploded. Okay. Yeah, I guess what it, to me it was more so because there were a lot of people going in and out of the hex, and the hex was like a magic thing, mm. and and like that was created by Wanda. So yeah. like it, it just feels like so kind of like forced that oh yeah, but it gives this one person magic, magic you know, special powers. But like Wanda's magic all the time, and she, lots of people are interact with her magic. No, but this person gets magic powers. Like, oh, yeah, okay, it didn't. Sure. I don't know. That, I think that's part of it where it didn't click for me. Like, wait, why did like again? Unless like, oh, maybe Rambo had a latent uh, natural mm, ability or something. But 
Right. There well, you that's what I was hoping. Like, that's what I was like. I, 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 again, maybe it was too much to expect that they were going to say mutant or anything. Sure. But they laid it up. They they planted those expectations in our heads. And I remember I was watching, I watched episode five with Ryan. It was the Quicksilver episode, which might be my favorite episodes overall. But it, it was the episode, you know, Malcolm in the Middle episode. But um, there's a line in there where he talks about. He says chromosomes. Now, it's a throw-off reference to about, like, oh, I have the male Y chromosome. But, like, just even mentioning mm-hmm. chromosomes, yeah. right? They're, they're, they're poking us. They're poking the audience for the people in the audience who know, like, ooh, mutants, chromosomes, genes. They are, they, that's a purposeful line. No, I, And I, then I, for it to just, like, do nothing. That's it's just like, one example. I, almost yeah. all of Quicksilver's lines are latent with double meaning. That It's like, yeah, okay, come on, you're... If if not just references to like X Men, it's references just to meta things yeah. in general. Like, come on, you are asking the audience to read into this. Yes. Yep. I mean, I I would have been. So, I I was just even wanting like a final. I, I wanted a Quicksilver scene, like from the X Men movies. Like, even if that was the, just the payoff, I would have been somewhat satisfied. You oh yeah. Like a slow yeah, motion well, music thing. They, like they almost did when with the kids. Um, they- yeah, oh, they could have like you're like it just felt like if you're gonna open this door, do do something with it. It just felt yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm not gonna go back to that whole topic, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, agreed. Um, cool. Well, any other any other final? No, I'm, I'm been literally out of notes. For a while? That, that I, was I just li- have one tiny okay. tiny note. So the, yeah. the just the final little magic curling finale, which was yeah. I partly liked it because I like I like that Wanda was in like her sweatpants. Yeah, I kind of I don't I, there's something about that that whole fight. She's just in her sweatpants. I just there's like yeah I like I like this. This is good. Um, because she's just like she's a suburban mom battling a witch. Well, it, like, it, okay, it, that's cool. It, it connects to 2020 again. We're all working from home. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, very much I have so. not like, changed out of pajamas games. in the last year. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was very charming. Like, it, and they didn't really need to draw attention to it. It just kind of, it was, there it was. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but they're flying in the sky and Wand is uh, secretly planting runes on the hex, um, which was, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, you know, a witch can't do magic inside the the runes or whatever whatever their rule was someone else's runes yeah so i guess that means that flight is not magic (laughs) i guess (laughs) because agnes would have immediately plummeted to the ground and died um you know that would actually have been a better way to end that scene is that she says some line and finishes the last rune and then Agatha goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> Fall plummets. And it could have been like street. in the Looney Tunes where they're kind of like they don't fall until they realize <laughs> Her legs like run on nothing for a while. Yeah, well, because it, because their their gravity doesn't kick in until the character realizes. Yes, exactly. you know what I mean. And that's how it would happen, yes. and that would be very gratifying and hilarious. Yeah. Wanda goes, um, "Surprise! It was Wanda all along," and then she finishes the last rune. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. and then circle zoom in on her yes eye. there you yeah. go that would that's how the whole thing should have ended well fixed we fixed wandavision all it's right well i don't have anything else to say about this uh we're past the two hour mark so yeah, oh dang really big one okay um well we had a lot to say i, I mean so, it's six um, hours of content so of course we did basically we reviewed three yeah. movies here 
yeah that's that's true um well just one final thing now that it is let pretend it is a movie not, we, we don't have to go into specific rankings Chewie, you did kind of mention you near the top where would you like kind of maybe just place it next to in terms of your mcu rankings uh, i gotta redo all my rankings i would say um uh i would i don't know pass some i'll come back to me okay um well like i said for me early on it would have been much higher than i think i'm gonna land on it now although in time maybe it'll go back up or down or whatever so now it's kind of in the middle i feel like it would probably be um like um above like the the like thor one and two probably over doctor strange um but not quite as high as like you know Gardens of the Galaxy, or um, maybe it's like right above or right below Iron Man three. Like it's right around there. I want to say. I think where I'm landing with it, which is about middle for me. Yeah, um, I'd put it. Yeah, somewhere around there. Iron Man three. Um, I actually really liked that one way more rewatching it just today. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of all of these movies' logos. Um, I would say it's probably, it's above Doctor Strange, um, maybe right under, like, a Black Panther, somewhere in there. Yeah, I could yeah, see that. somewhere in there. Huh. Uh, I've never Ryan, actually taken the time to rank all my films. Maybe I'll do that today. Me too. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be a fun thing to do. I'm gonna do that. Um, hey, maybe we could post it on one of our things because i always i always want to say like oh i'd put or in this case i would put it in the middle of the pack but i consider most of the mcu movies like of superior quality just in general Mm. so to put it in the middle means it's actually better than i probably actually think it is if that makes sense it's so i'm kind of of two minds on it like on one hand yeah i want to almost rank just the first seven episodes and i would rank that very highly i would put it yeah i agree you know like in the spider-man like mm-hmm. because those mm-hmm. are very funny right and mm-hmm. i consider them also really good and just they're right where they need to be they they shoot for something they hit it um but then if you add on the next two episodes i would it would yeah significantly drops it down not be, not to say that like as a f- like a full thing those spoil it so much i don't mean it quite like that but anyway it, it's, i don't know how else to reframe it so there it is i would i would put it above um doctor strange but i'm not a big fan of that movie um yeah but yeah, below. Yeah, certainly in the the bottom Look, tier. What we I need guess. to do is like I'll create mm-hmm. a Google Doc that has all of our rankings, and anytime we do a Marvel, we can re-examine it, make edits to it, and then we'll put our new rankings in wherever we see. Okay, it. yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's good. That'd that's be fun. All right, that's what we'll do. I'll get it started, and we will cool. have an official Yum Chunks ranks the Marvel uh, franchise that we will refer do... to from here on out. If you if you do a tab for each of us, mm-hmm. or I don't know, however you yeah, want to organize it, I'll or do. just a, a table, I'll do like an analytics one where it kind of does a bunch of math based on, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh like, my I don't gosh, know, just yes. Come up with, okay. I don't, I'll just think of different heuristics that we can throw. Okay, and then we can share it and leave a link, not to this episode, because uh, I don't feel like doing that right now. Um, but we'll do that. Yeah. But, <laughs> hey, we have, we have um, two weeks until Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out. So we're oh boy, oh boy. we're yeah. about to dive right back into this universe, and we'll have it ready by then. Cool. Okay. Great. Perfect. Well, I look forward to that, and we'll probably do a, 
Falcon the Winter Soldier episode, most likely. We should we should That's probably something. we should probably I was thinking we do a mid season and then a and then an end of season. Hmm, I, think that, yeah. I think this we one's I think this one's six episodes. Is, what, is there six episodes? Yeah, so we'll do one after episode three and then we'll do one after episode six. Okay. Okay. That could work. Cool. Alright. Well, there we go. Cool. We're back we're back well, in the MCU. We're, the, the, the the train's yes. rolling again. Full force. Um Yeah, and uh, you know, let us know how you thought about the show. You could write us, but you could also just, you know, chat us because most of the people who are listening are probably our friends. So just talk to us. Hit up hit us up on text or messenger about what you thought about WandaVision. Um and stay tuned for future episodes because, like we said last episode, March is a crazy month for us, which w- something I we didn't mention last episode, but I think we are going to be doing is, one, we got Ryan the Last Dragon coming up this week, next couple days, depending on when we drop this. We got Justice League um, Ma- Master Cut. Is it called officially Snyder Cut? It's is called, that what's going to show up on the It's credits? called Zack Snyder's The Justice League. So when we watch the movie and it shows the opening title, is it going to say Zack Snyder in the I title? I can answer that for you. That's so stupid. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> so we got that to talk That's about. Weird. Um, we got Falcon the Winter Soldier when that comes, but also we got King uh, Kong versus Godzilla. We got pass. So we're going to do an episode of that. No, we're doing an no, episode we're, of that. We got to do it. Call up Chris. He can be um, me. <laughs> <laughs> okay well anyways that's coming out soon too so yeah even more stuff down the pipe um stay tuned for all this goodness and um you know anything else no i hope the justice league members address themselves as Zack snyder's justice league <laughs> <laughs> it would not be an episode of after the credits if we didn't dig on um on the snyder yes. cut but you know what our karma is gonna I, I, be all of us loving it i know I can't wait for, uh, you know, three weeks or whenever from now when we all have to eat our words because it's the greatest thing yeah, that we've ever yeah, seen. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways. All right, cool. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Happy Pat- St. Patrick's Day. It's around now. I don't know when this is coming out, but maybe it's, it's around this now. month. It's this month. Happy- I t- top of the nope. March to you. <laughs> oh, hi, <laughs> March. <laughs> all right, bye. All right. Goodbye, Bye. episode 66. This has been After the Credits, a Young Chunks podcast. <laughs>